0: I'll sleep in a bed with anyone. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll make sure that that's on this recording. Perfect. That'll be the start. <laughs> Probably not. I don't even know how I started last time. But that'd be the great thing if we had a um intro song, a theme song, is that <laughs> you could just, uh, you could intro it in with a the theme song and then be like, <laughs> I haven't slept with any uh, of my friends lately. <laughs> I'll sleep in a bed with anyone, really. Well, maybe so it. that was the time that I uh got bananas in my gerbil in my gerbil yeah you, you gotta you gotta have like a weird like intro it feels like we had a conversation where about people it. say what were they talking about wow, yeah those guys they're they they lead wacky lives so anyway, I told the president no, get your hand out of my ass. And then that's when the doctor walked in. I told Joe Biden, "You need to do your research." <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I told
1: told Kamala Harris, "Hey, <laughs> hey, that's my medical record. Thank you.
0: Thank and then you." And I snatched
1: it right up. And I hey. I left the hospital. I mean. And then I got some McDonald's. It was kind of nice. It was a nice day. Mm-hmm. It was kind of raining. It was drizzling out, but I didn't mind too much. Anyway, let's
0: start this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what game What game do we play this week?
0: Oh, I, I gotta... Can I do the intro? No. No?
1: no. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Infant Pixels. My name is Jordan. With me is... Hi, my name is Ryan. Uh, and uh, this week... Uh, we played video games. We played one video. Well, i played multiple video games. I played one. You didn't play Smash Bros? No.
1: And right. I still haven't beaten Cuphead. I... We talked yeah. about me beating Cuphead, right? Yeah, you
0: Cuphead. mentioned how okay. you beat the yeah. devil. Yeah, yeah. I got to the I, devil. I need to get... Play the DLC now.
1: Since yeah. That's out. We should do an episode on that. Eventually, probably. But this we week we played... This game. week
0: we played, uh... A video game called Control... Sorry, I just swallowed water. But, uh, yeah, control
1: for uh, current-gen consoles and last-gen?
0: Yeah, you're playing on an Xbox One. Yeah, is that, is that base considered? Xbox One. That's yeah. That's last, last-gen. Yeah, base We're Xbox One. We're two years into the console generation. I would say that it's last-gen at this sure. point, even though PS4 or PS5s are still pretty hard to get.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, PS4s are basically current. Uh,
0: PS4s, people are it's fucking
1: can't get rid of them. I can't really. Uh, but yeah, we play Control, and uh, it's uh, a fun game. All right, that's a, that's a podcast. <laughs> that's the podcast. We'll um, see you next week. Next everybody.
0: week we're playing Pac Man, little known game. <laughs> we're playing. We're playing uh, Bug Snacks. <laughs> we're playing. Uh, we're playing uh, a House Party on Steam because it has its 1.0
1: everyone's favorite game we have a lot to say about that game design wise (laughs) Uh,
0: Control is Control is a game game by Remedy right game by Remedy Uh, the excuse me I am this tired. This is off to a great fucking yeah, start. Way better than our are talking stuff. about control, fuck. Well, you turned out the. We actually might need the light on. I because, can turn the light on. Yeah, to, can you turn the light on? It's yeah, making
1: sleepy. I have a lava lamp and a candle on and nothing else. So <laughs> let's uh, uh tell people about control.
0: I'll, I'll wait for you to come back. All right, coming back. You're sorry. so far away. Sorry, pardon me. Just coming through. Sorry. All right. Right, I can't see you. You hey, turn the light on! Sorry, right. I have to
1: check something over here. Hold on, give me, give me one sec. Alright, here we go. All right. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me move this video game controller.
0: Alright, hey, I'm back. You did that bit like in the first episode. What? And now I have to mute what it again. Bit? This bit? Yeah. Thanks. This one?
1: Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay. Uh, We played a game called Control by Remedy. Uh, Remedy, you may know them from making uh, other games such as uh, Max Payne and uh, Alan Wake. They make Alan Wake. And uh, Quantum Break. And Quantum Break. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is, uh, uh, like, uh, this game uh, feels important from like a uh remedy standpoint it's a sam lake s sam lake game sam lake is uh the writer and uh concept designer i think on this game is and, he oh, sorry go ahead um he was also the like the writer and i think the director on uh alan wake so Wait. What's his name? Sam Lake. Sam Lake make Alan Wake and Quantum Break? Yes. Oh. He also, I think, uses his likeness for um, Max Payne's face. Or his, his, his likeness was used for Alan Wake's f- face. Hmm. He uh, is a concept designer, story, and screenplay on Alan Wake, creative director on American Nightmare, uh, just creative director, and just... Uh, creative director and executive producer on Quantum Break, and concept and writer of Control. So, I really feel like, um, because he was like a writer on Control and like a concept designer on Control, uh, as well as Alan Wake, that this like really feels like a um, Sam Lake game. Like, he was also the uh story and screenplay, um, uh, screenplay, I think writer for Max Payne 1 and a writer on Max Payne 2 but so like I haven't played those games so I don't know how much of of a like um, of a Sam Lake game they feel like but uh, with this game it's like oh this feels like a Sam Lake game like Sam Lake and and that it's very like uh, pulpy like uh, Max Payne is also pulpy but it's a, like a tic te- detective pulp. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alan Wake is is like very pulpy in a... Um, uh, what's the... Uh, um, Stephen King. Stephen King, thank you. Yeah, I would in say... In a Stephen
1: King way. Alan, Alan Wake is even pulpy in, in just like a general horror kind of way. Um, like, a, yeah, it's, it's, it just pulls from um, sort of horror... Uh, archetypes and cliches and stuff but in a good way um but yeah alan wake is definitely Stephen king-esque i would say control even has elements of being Stephen king
0: as yeah control is uh um more so thought of i think um as more x-files sure or for a more contemporary example uh the tv show fringe Mm. if you ever watched that Um, I would say tonally it's also... It reminds me a little bit of uh, like David Lynch stuff as well. Just kind of like surrealness, subversiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't watch a lot of X-Files. I think it's the same type of thing as Fringe. I watched a lot of Fringe. Fringe is like, you know, mundane, office, Mm sci-fi-esque. I I mean, I'm not huge on X-Files or Fringe, but I
1: think... All of them are the the basic premise of like government officials or like fish offic- like some kind of professionals that deal with paranormal um, goings on in a professional sense like it's their job.
0: Yeah, this is it's it's weird to say professional humor because that sounds like button up, but it's it's the way that you would describe control is that it's making fun of all of the. Uh, bureaucracy and Mm. um, general uh, management of uh, working in an office or for a corporation or in this case a government entity
1: sure yeah it's like you have the real world logic of like government semantics dealing with the paranormal which is a humorous contrast have
0: you ever watched the episode of the episodes of Futurami where with Hermes where he talks about being a bureaucrat it's a lot like that except not as uh, far-fetched and like out there it's like taking it tonally extremely seriously yeah and finding humor in that Mm -hmm.
1: but it is it's also like that that's a really smart decision creatively because the tone can be serious in a way that leads to humor but also just serious in a way that yeah, uh, is uh, I don't want to say like suspenseful, but kind of like you you take it seriously, you know. Yeah, it's not intentionally funny; it's intentionally like just an interesting science fiction concept.
0: Yeah, I, I also want to point out that another key thing about remedy games that makes that make them remedy games is they're one of the only video game companies that incorporates live action, mm. and not in like an FMV way. They use The, um, the, uh, the live action in a way that, like, it's almost like it's, it's another part, it's another medium that they're using to tell their story. We just, we're talking about Command & Conquer Red Alert 3, and that's like, you know, a game that uses FMV to, to show you its story, and that's the only way it's really showing you its story. Um, and in, in this game, it's like, you'll get a, a cutscene um, that will be in game engine, and then it might shift while you're playing it to live-action footage mm-hmm. for a second, yeah. and then it'll shift back to the game.
1: It's it's not a uniform use of live-action like Command & Conquer Red Alert 3, where it's confined to one element of the game. Yeah, they, they use it in a very creative way like sort of where it's needed or where they think it's needed to spice things up like they they, they could have easily not done any portion of the game in live action um, yeah but the way they that remedy has chosen to integrate the live action is in a sort of subtle like almost in the background kind of way and
0: they did that in ellen wake too mm-hmm. yeah um not as much as i think uh, as i remember but they use it quite a bit in this game.
1: Yeah, I I think in the impression I get between the use of live action in Alan Wake and the use of live action in this is like um, the team at Remedy really knew like how like Alan Wake was the test run for that kind of thing, or they were like let's see where we can work it in. But with um, Control, it feels very much like they had a specific. Um, sort of mentality with it uh, when they were integrating it into the game itself. Right? yeah, it's a really like this game is full of um interesting, like creative decisions with storytelling and conveyance. And yeah. uh, it feels very cinematic in that way,
0: yeah. it's 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 not a game where it's like this couldn't be done in a in a TV show or a movie because it probably could. Hmm. but, you know, um, but like, the the live action really feels important because in Remedy's history they had a lot of live action like uh, experience like in Alan Wake I remember they wanted them like they have those uh, excuse me Alan Wake I remember they wanted this to be more of like a seasonal game I remember listening to pod, the, like podcast interviews with them with the developers at Remedy and they were talking about like oh we want we wanted there to be like a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. you know Alan Wake. Story and a, and you know a Halloween story and here's the Christmas Alan Wake like they wanted they wanted it to be like a TV show thing, episodic which is actually really ahead of their time because now you get that with you know Fortnite will have their Christmas event or uh Overwatch or all these live service games have their have theirs now mm-hmm. and Alan Wake like came out in two thousand nine. And nobody talks about it anymore, really. Well, I, I think... It did get a re-release, so... And yeah. 2 is coming out.
1: I mean, Alan Wake is, is remembered well yeah. enough. Like, it's it's remembered better than... It's discussed and remembered better than, like, Mad World, which we talked about last like, week. Sure. Like,
0: it's also a cult game, though.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I mean, but that's interesting because they didn't end up doing that with Alan Wake. Any kind of episodic no. seasonal thing. They
0: put out American Nightmare, which is a Xbox Live Arcade uh, follow-up. And they did two DLCs for Alan Wake, um, and especially with Alan Wake, it ends very vaguely, mm-hmm. and you can tell that they wanted to do more. They were supposed supposed to be an Alan Wake two, I believe, way earlier than what was announced last year, and um, they just. This company has never done well financially. Yeah, um, not not that they're like I don't know what their like financials are. I don't think that they're bad with money per se. It's just. Their, their games come out like max Payne probably not w- withstanding because that game i think did very well for them one and two mm-hmm. um and they didn't do three that was rockstar um but you know they are not a company that's putting out bangers left and right financially no. financially yeah like that
1: you look at something like nintendo or whatever like every pokemon game is going to sell yeah. well every mario game is going to sell like, well.
0: like sony santa monica the guys who did god of war like every god of war has done pretty well yeah but in the psp and like ascension
1: for games. whatever reason remedies games never reach that level no of like super widespread player base i mean
0: like their last game before control uh quantum break um it didn't do it in any favors by coming in on xbox one and that was still in the mindset of like Xbox games are like Xbox is an always online console it's a mm. console that has to be connected I said the same thing it has <laughs> to be connected to the internet it you know it's got all this live-action stuff that's gonna be incorporated into it like I remember they announced the halo TV show early on they announced like a bunch of call of duty stuff you know connect and whatnot um, and I think like a lot of uh, Xbox one stuff was going to be a lot of TV, uh, and going to have a lot of TV integrated into it mm-hmm. which is why Quantum Break is a game that you play half the time and then watch the other half and you know with Quantum Break things change uh, in the TV show based on you uh, making decisions in the game so it feels like they always want to do this incorporation with live action and they keep wanting to try mm-hmm. new things um, which I have to uh, applaud them for because not a lot of companies really want to do that. They just want to keep making the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels like a very, um, like if there's an auteur director, this is an auteur studio. Sure. Like these are Remedy games.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I totally agree with you. They, Alan Wake and Control are the only two games I've played by them. Um, but I know a good amount about Quantum Break and Max Payne and uh, their games are continually like ambitious. They're not just trying to, to put out something that's gonna like take uh, the same kind of formula that's been done before and, and uh, rehash it with a different coat of paint like Alan Wake I think um, for whatever someone might think if you think it's flawed I, I, I think you can also see like it is an ambitious game like it's a big game um, the storytelling is like really going all in it's using
0: lighting in a really cool way yeah it has
1: unique visuals unique gameplay dynamics and control. Also, is, is a really ambitious game. Yeah. Um, you know, like like we said, the story is ambitious. The way they tell it is um, unique, and you can tell there's a lot of thought behind it. Uh, and not only that, but, like, the gameplay is really impressive. I think the technical aspects of the game the are really impressive. The
0: technical aspects of the game are extremely ambitious. This game was, like, one of the hardest games to run mm-hmm. smoothly when it came out. Uh, I played it on PS4 at launch, and this game chugs on, like, you're playing it on the base Xbox One, and I don't know what your experience was like, but apparently it ran terribly on uh, Xbox One, like the original Xbox One it ran the worst on. And on PS4 it ran, like, the second worst. And it wasn't much better. Like, I remember playing this. So it's a very physics-based game. Mm-hmm. Uh, your character, Jesse Faden, has, like, she basically has the Force. Yeah, she has telekinetic yeah. powers, which uh, is, is.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'll let you finish, but that's a very <laughs> ambitious element yeah. of the gameplay. So
0: basically, the gameplay loop is you get a gun uh, and you shoot guys, but then you also have this telekinesis that you can take any. pretty much any object and uh, uh, bring it towards you like the Force and then throw it at enemies. Yeah. And uh, that is not just like oh, you know, there's a little highlight over, like, things that you are going to telekinetically uh, fling, Um, but if there's nothing on the screen that you can fling, like, in your vision, you will fling... uh, You will grab, like, the ground. You will grab the wall. You'll grab chunks out of any... You'll grab chunks out of anywhere uh, that the game decides. I can take chunks out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're not... Like bringing down walls, Um, you can bring down some walls, but for the most part, it's like you know, these walls will stay standing. Uh, But you destroy quite a few things, Um, and in a game that's like mostly physics based, it really makes the frame rate chug at times.
1: Yeah, I I would say, um, like you know, like you mentioned, I'm playing this on a base Xbox One, Um, it's not. Uh, it runs pretty well, at least
0: I think um, they patched it a lot. Oh, I'm, since, I'm sure they since, did. Uh, it's it got uh, since it first launched. I remember thinking, this is game of the year, and then I was like, I couldn't if I was voting <laughs> in this, I'd be like, this game ran like shit on the yeah. base consoles. I couldn't give this game of the year as much as my heart tells it, me yes, if like, it ran I, perfectly,
1: then yeah. it would be. but it I mean this playthrough because this was I never I, I played this game once before. I didn't beat it on my other playthrough. Um, I started it over for this discussion, uh, but my game did crash twice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I remember this game crashing a lot for me originally. I'm playing it on the Ultimate Edition that came out last year. Um, I believe it was last year. Um, It might have come out in 2020. Um, uh, But the Ultimate Edition released on uh, PS5 and Series X, uh, and I'm playing it on PS5, and it runs very smoothly, mm-hmm. um, and I know they like took out in the PS4. They took out a lot of like you know uh, objects will crumble apart, and then they'll like almost instantly disappear mm-hmm. because they, they can't be on the ground like bouncing all over the place. Um, and in this PS5 edition, like objects will like you know stay where they are. Um, the lighting is is really really good. Like um, ray tracing was big in this game. Uh, and, um, it's, it, uh, I think the console edition have, has just a, um, a version that has ray tracing already built in because a lot mm-hmm. of versions have, a lot of games have like, oh, this is the ray tracing only version that runs at like 30 frames. And I think this runs at 60 and does ray tracing? I could be wrong,
1: but I believe it. I mean, it looks great uh, for for a game that's physics based. Like, um, I, I know, like there might be some some running issues or whatever, but like
0: the graphics are crisp. The presentation mm-hmm. is top notch. Um, There's not a lot of st- uh, like going back and playing it because I played it through once. And this is my I played it like maybe like a third way through that, and then I stopped. Mm-hmm. So this is like my. Second time going through it fully, Um, everything looks like really good, but it's all very plain. But that helps with like the tone of the game. I was
1: gonna say that they picked the right environment for that. Yeah, um, because you're essentially in a government office building. Yeah. So the walls are a little bit more plain, but it's perfect because there are there's so much like office shit or like um, you know it's essentially a government facility with a lot of different purposes. There's like in office, there's maintenance. There's like some construction areas. So there's a bunch of shit just laying out.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like here's some here's a janitorial bucket. Yeah. And you'll you'll take the bucket and it'll be on like the other side of the room. Um. And one of the cool things about that is that, um, like it doesn't just like teleport to you. Like mm-hmm, it just like mm-hmm. it like it shoots over yeah. to you. Um. And like if anybody's in the way. It's not like a, like a, like, I think a lot of games would be like, eh, it just like goes through them. It's like, if they're in the way, they will get affected by it and they'll get hurt. Yeah, it's very impressive. Like, mm-hmm. the, the hit detection is, is
1: like, I can't think of another game I've played that has something like this, an element like that. Yeah. And even like, you know, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing a game and you have telekinetic powers it the things that you can pick up will be like specific things that are highlighted. Yeah. But with this game, it is so impressive that you can literally look at a at a lamp on a table and pull it to you with technical powers. Like it I know there are technical limitations, but it feels like you can use your your powers on anything in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean the gameplay loop in this is you have a gun and you shoot stuff and the gun has infinite bullets. Which I Fucking love. It's great because you don't have to worry about ammo conservation. Oh my
1: god! You just you when you run out of ammo, you just wait a second.
0: Yeah. Well, you either wait a second or the like the loop that they want you to get into Mm -hmm. is you shoot, and when you run out of ammo, you switch to your telekinesis or vice versa. Yeah. And like the the powers that they give you just really mesh together with the with the shooting. Mm -hmm. And it's not great shooting. It's not like the word the. It's not the best shooting ever, but it's. I think you had said earlier, like when we were talking in like a group chat, you're like, it's punchy, mm-hmm. like the the yeah. pistol in this uh, is like so like, chug 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 and yeah. it's like it feels good, and, mm-hmm. like it, it's not like, it, it's like it's not terribly, you know, effective all way. I'm, well, actually, I think the pistol is the best weapon. Absolutely, actually. the shotgun is. Is good. I usually am using the pistol and the shotgun. But the, the machine gun feels so. The machine gun's weird.
1: That that's like uh, why that to the point of the pistol feels punchy. Like the machine gun fires a bunch of weak bullets very quickly, and it doesn't feel as satisfying. When you use the pistol, it's like every shot is punctuating the enemy. It's punctuating whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. Um, it's not reinventing the wheel gameplay like shooter wise yeah and um, the
0: sound is really good like the sat like the music will kick in and it'll be like really creepy but like it's like a creepy like kind of rock ish that mm. then gets pumped in um like it feels... it kind of makes your skin crawl, but it's like, oh yeah like we're getting into a fight you yeah, know yeah um and then like that combined with. The 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 shooting like echoes because you're in a lot of uh, office spaces like you say, but like especially in the section that we played, um, it's uh, a lot of concrete surrounding mm-hmm. yeah. or uh, or rather black rock surrounding the areas. Um, so that's like very very echoey. When you okay. shoot, it'll be like you you can shoot and you will just hear your bullet echoing like off the walls. Yeah, you know.
1: For for as simple as the shooting is, they do a. It's it's simple. It's not bad. It's just straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do everything they can to make it very cosmetically satisfying. Yeah. Uh, the sound, the the visuals, um, and like speaking to the sound too. Even just like walking in this game sounds awesome. Like uh, there were so many parts where I'm just walking on steel surfaces, and the
0: sound the sound is so like. Yeah, you can hear, uh, Jesse, like just. Echoing off of whatever she's running around on, mm-hmm. and that I, the, you, I'm glad you pointed that out because I also was like, I've also been like, I, uh, wow, this sounds awesome, yeah, and it's just satisfying. Uh, like, like you mentioned, there's
1: a part where you're walking on essentially like a, uh, uh, a mine, so you're mm-hmm. walking on like condensed rock, and it just has it's this this kind of sound that you don't hear all the time, but is really satisfying, just like rock being interacted with
0: and I love the 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 sound that the telekinesis makes because you can mm. hear it's like it's an otherworldly like sound it sounds like what you would think telekinesis would sound like yeah. like in the in in Star Wars it's just like a whooshing yeah. this is like a garbled whooshing mm. like it, it doesn't feel correct
1: yeah it's like a a whoosh distorted you know it's it's like and it's crazy to think that they had to Figure out what sound worked best when you pulled objects to you, uh, like, and I, I think they, and you'll I, I also think know they that, nailed it. Sorry, There you go. I'm trying to finish that. Yeah, uh,
0: I I also feel like, uh, or excuse me, I also like the sound of um, uh, certain objects hitting people. Like you can throw like explosive stuff. Like if you throw, you can get to the point where you can sell throw like forklifts mm-hmm. and they'll explode on people. But you can s- throw like. Vacuum tubes, like yeah. mail tubes, and you'll hear like a
1: thunk, like <laughs> yeah. the metal hitting them. That's what I'm talking about. Like te- this game is technically impressive. Like mm-hmm. everything feels so intentional. You know, you can oh, I want to pick up that fire extinguisher. You pull it to you, and it makes like the whoosh with a little bit of a metal uh, clang to it. And you throw it at the enemy, and it explodes. And there's a, a gas everywhere, uh, and it just like it, it really is a very interactable environment
0: yeah, like it's the, the um, I'm not I, I meant to read it, read up more on ray tracing because I'm always I always get confused when it comes to ray tracing um, but uh, they do do uh, real life um, I think I think with ray tracing is is with uh, the way the light is refracted hmm. and depth of field and whatnot
1: they do like top-notch real life yeah. ray tracing
0: yeah um, they do really good jobs with that. And they do a really good job with, um, with real, uh, time reflections. Because a lot of the time with real time mm-hmm. reflections, they're not, um, it's just like two images, uh, that are going at the same time. But this is like, uh, in this game, you know, you'll walk up to like a, a painting or like a glass, uh, photograph, like in a glass, um frame and you'll be like, Oh, I like, I can see the stuff behind me, you know? And that's not something you think about it. That is in like a video game that you might need to pay attention to. But when it's mm -hmm. there, you're like,
1: Oh shit. Yeah. When it, 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 works really well in this environment too. Like it's an, it's essentially an office environment. So it's all things that feel very mundane. So when they're pulled off in this like very impressive way graphically, it makes it feel that much more real. That was smart that they didn't set this game in like a forest or like a city because then you would have had to have things feel more lively and organic. Yeah. But in an office, everything is square. Everything is cubicle. Uh, you know, it's it's meant to. It's designed for efficiency, um, and that works well in a game with such an ambitious like graphic presentation.
0: Yeah. So we might as well get into um, control proper. Uh, I would say in this case, much like. Uh, undertale i would say just play control if you haven't played control yeah
1: if what we're talking about sounds interesting at all and we haven't even touched on the the story really yeah. which is interesting in its own right mm-hmm. it's, if, if this sounds interesting to anyone listening to this they should definitely pick yeah. up control it's
0: it's it's pretty cheap right now yeah it's usually a, going around for like 20 30 bucks um but it's it's a heck of a game. It's not very long, too. It's like maybe like twenty five hours if you do everything. Yeah. So
1: would would you say uh, people who like like third person shooters? Oh like, yeah. Who would you recommend gameplay wise
0: like this? Uh, third person shooters. People who like like mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, people who like pulp or science fiction, uh, writing or novels, uh, will probably like this game.
1: Pe- people who like like bureau secret kind of stuff like. People like conspiracy theories. Yeah. If you like conspiracies or paranormal stuff like Bigfoot or aliens or whatever, mm-hmm. this is a good game to check
0: out. And if you like Star Wars, this is the best uh, use of the force. Yeah. And, and it, the, this is like, like when you talk about like, man, I wish I could just take that dude and just force <laughs> him and pull him. And like, <laughs> I think that this is better than like Fallen Order in terms of the way it uses its telekinesis. I mean, the fact that you're can just you you're not even looking at something and you press the yeah. telekinesis button and it's like, oh, you wanted to use telekinesis. I'm not going to say, like, there's nothing around here. I'm going to be like, I'm just going to take a chunk out of that wall out yeah, of there. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you in most games, like a Star Wars game, if you have telekinesis, it, it's like you have to find an object and then use your telekinesis. But here you just use it and the object comes to you. Like
0: uh, it's just a, another piece of your arsenal. Yeah. Like, you're like, like I, I need to uh the for instance uh um uh telkinesis does a lot of damage to enemy, to enemy shields uh so you're like i need to use this on the enemy shield even if you're like well i don't know what there's there that there's an object you don't have to look for an object you pr- just press the button and now you're holding yeah something
1: it's the best star wars game ever made really like if you replaced the gun in this game with a star wars blaster it would feel like i'm a Uh, Force sensitive blaster wielder, you know. I would love to see this engine and this team uh, just make a Star Wars game around this. And
0: it makes me sad because we might get to this more when we get to the end, but like this game did not do the best, Mm. which is probably why, like, um, like your um, uh, progress and your like save and whatnot or anything, like, there was no upgrade for this it came out uh, as the Ultimate Edition for just 60 bucks, mm. so, And that made a lot of people mad, but it's like, game didn't sell well, so what are you supposed to do?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's uh, got a little bit more buzz after the fact.
0: It was on PS Plus uh, at launch. Yeah. Um, so I think it got a little bit of love there. And some hate, because some people are like, I bought this, like, seriously. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's not the game's fault that... Like, no, if, I, I imagine those contracts were done way in advance.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's... it's. I, I, I wish it would have sold well. Like I, I, I think even if it can't sell well to like make a bigger profit now, I think uh, make it more available to people at least. Like, yeah. I, I like that they put it out on
0: uh, PlayStation Plus for people to play. I mean, hopefully with, with Alan Wake 2 coming out, and they have all their rights to, I think, all their games now, mm-hmm. that was something that was difficult for them. To get, they have all. They have the rights to Max Payne. They have the rights to Alan Wake. Uh, they, I think, they have the rights to Quantum Break. That might be an Xbox-owned IP, though. But I don't think they care as much about that. And I, I would love to see Quantum Break combined into this universe because it, it's just weird. Um, but they own the stuff that uh, that uh, I think would make this a more fun universe.
1: Of all the. IPs they have. I think Quantum Break is the one I'm the least
0: interested in. Yeah, I'd still like to play it.
1: Yeah uh, This this Remedy seems like the Studio Leica of video games uh, like Who's Studio Laika again? Studio Laika made um, Missing Link and uh, Kubo and the two strings. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Where like they make good stuff, but for whatever reason
0: it just doesn't hit it, it doesn't, doesn't hit, hit. Yeah, yeah.
1: But they keep making stuff, and I hope they keep making
0: stuff. Yeah. There was, I think, a while there where people thought they would get bought. And I'm not, like, a big consolidation of the industry fan. I I think that that's, for the most part, bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, like, today with all the news. with like, Embracer buying a shitload of stuff. I was like, great. Well, Um, if there is a positive. If there is a positive, I think Remedy would be one of those studios that if they got scooped up by by like a PlayStation or an Xbox or even a Nintendo. (laughs) Hey, yeah, do it. You know, uh, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Hey, this. uh, Hopefully, these guys are in good hands because they they make good stuff. And maybe if I feel like this is one of those games like God of War, where if it was like a PlayStation exclusive, people would be like, "Shit." Control 2 is coming out. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But, I, I yeah, I don't know. They're not a name, so I don't think people really care. But, you know, I think
1: if they keep at it, a good reputation and good games will speak for themselves eventually. Yeah. Like, people hopefully. will start paying attention. Yeah, you you hope, at least. Um, yeah. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, Remedy make a Star Wars game. And That'd now, be that you, awesome. you mentioned, like, if Nintendo bought them, uh, now I'm thinking, like, what franchise would be best for... Remedy to, to take i I'm I still like,
0: think star wars sure i would love to see weird bureaucratic star wars <laughs> i would love that that'd be weird imagine
1: you're a jedi on a secret mission through like a, you know some kind of like oh they
0: could have so much fun with like early either clone wars era or like yeah, bef- that, before then that's what i'm talking like, about yeah. you know like oh you're a jedi you have to go do this thing and your play is like a Jedi who's like more Anakin ish, where he's like yeah. he's like, I don't care like about the bureaucracy. Either like me. I just wanna I it's fun being a guy who, who has force powers.
1: No, dude, you're you're Mace Windu's apprentice.
0: Oh my god. And he sends great. you
1: on a secret mission mission to do something. And you're like Anakin where you're like an edgy teen kind of. Yeah. So you're not like super powerful. But you have don't really have qualms about using excessive force.
0: Yeah. So that would that would be fun. And like awesome. he's talking about, you know, how the Jedi have to do everything by the book, and yeah, you right. know whatnot, and like you, you, they could even have parts where you go back to like the the temple, uh, and they could it, like you could search through like the archives or whatever, yeah. and they could have so much fun with like with the bureaucracy of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah.
1: and even with like conspiracies within, within the stuff. Star Wars universe and stuff. Uh, like you're trying to find out who the phantom menace is or whatever. Yeah.
0: That'd be that'd be fun. And
1: they'll work in Darth Maul somehow. Someday. Yeah,
0: sure, whatever. Yeah. Then Disney can be happy because their their five T V shows will get ads. Yeah. It's, yeah, well they'll, they'll fucking work,
1: video game. They'll work it in with Bo- Book of Boba Fett or yeah. some stupid shit. Yeah. But anyway, so the story of control has nothing to do with Star Wars other than no. the fact that you have force powers. Yeah.
0: So the um the game opens Actually on the outside of a building. Yes. It's uh it's the oldest house. You don't know what it is at first. Well yeah.
1: Well you you're when the game starts you just see your character, Jessie.
0: She's, She's outside of a big building and it's like raining. She walks into, into like, a building. It's like okay, what is this? And you shut the game off and go outside. Yeah. yeah. You go You know, I wanted to uh, I there's a uh, I live in New York, and there's a good pizza place that this kind of reminds me of. That, <laughs> I'm going to get right at, pizza. Right across this office building. I'm going to go get a pizza. I've got control over pizza. Yeah. Um, and then you come back and you turn the game on, and then what happens? And then, uh, so you walk in, and Jesse has a speech, and I wrote down the speech <laughs> because I think it's really good. Uh, here's the speech that she gives you as she's walking into the oldest house. She says... Uh, It's like we live in a room and there's a poster on the wall. And we think that's the whole world, the room and the poster. The picture is something nice, a landscape, a famous person. Uh, Like in that movie, what is it called? The prison movie? The room's a cell. And the picture, it's different for each of us. It can be beautiful or terrible, but we're all transfixed. It's all a lie. Something to distract us from the truth. They're lying to us. We're lying to us. The room's not the world. The world is much bigger and much stranger. There's a hole hidden behind that poster that leads to the real world. We all feel safe in that world, but sometimes something crawls out from behind the poster. And the ones that see it happen freak out and try to forget what they saw. I'm here. Why did you bring me here? Mm-hmm. And she, obviously, uh, Jessie Faden, who's the actress who plays her, does a much better job than me reading it. But, um, <laughs> I thought that was one-to-one. Yeah. One. Uh, what's, what's name? Courtney Hope. Courtney Hope, yeah. Who does a great job as Jessie. I originally didn't like Jessie at the beginning, because mm-hmm. I was like, she has a very she has a very monotone narration. Sure. But it's, I feel like that's done on purpose because as, from what I read, she, the, she's basically describing the world isn't what it it seems. Mm -hmm. And I want to find out why it's not what it it seems. Right. Um, And uh, she's narrating in her head throughout the game. Um, And you hear her narration and it's very, very dry. Yeah. But I think that that's done on
1: purpose. It's like a book. you know. Yeah. It, it's like they're translating a book to a video game. Um, yeah. I, I think the thing that... Um,
0: I just said her name. Courtney oh. Courtney I oh. wrote it. It was the next thing on my list. Like, <laughs> she was nominated for a Game Award for Best Performance. At, as she should have been. Her because... and uh, the guy who plays Darling. He's great too. He played Alan Wake. Matthew Peretta Matthew Peretta Yeah, yeah. He's he. I love. We didn't his even get words. to. That. Yeah, yeah. The we'll, guy who plays Casper Darling is uh, is Alan Wake. Well, anyone listening we'll, we'll get to Casper we'll Darling is? Yeah, we'll get to that eventually.
1: But uh, she does a great job as Jesse because the the dialogue in this is like like the the narration, the um the like sort of like dry technical stuff that she has to read. Um, I I think she elevates it. Like, if if I was... A a lesser actor, I think, would make it sound hammy and, like, stupid. Uh, It would reveal the sort of, like, pulpiness of the writing. Mm -hmm. But I think she does a really good job of delivering it with the right amount of straightness, but the right amount of, like, sort of exaggerated um, uh, vocal inflections or just, like, a a performance that uh, sells it really well, where I don't even really... I'm more so paying attention to the the cadence of her voice and sort of the, the timbre of her voice than the sort of like hammy, hacky kind of writing. Because
0: I, I really like that speech at the beginning. It's, it is weird. and It is pulpy. So it's a little it, pretentious. It, it gets off entirely what the game is mm-hmm. of just we're looking for secrets.
1: Yeah, totally. And and I I think, uh, yeah, as, as, as much as it is like pulpy and, and a little like over the top, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I think if you're going to do that, have someone uh, read it the way that... Um, I forgot her Courtney name. Hope does. Thank you. Courtney Hope does. Because um, I, I, it's it's sort of like, hey, we're taking ourselves seriously, but we understand that this is kind of like a broad sci-fi kind of pulpy concept. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I like that speech too. I think this game, right off the bat, does a really good job of setting a tone. Um, and I think it has a... It's just like... Just like Alan Wake, it's dripping
0: with tone. It's just, like, soaked in It is this. It is a game with style, with a yeah, capital S. Totally. And uh, I,
1: I, lo- I love that element of it. Yeah.
0: Like, right off the bat, I mean, you're even, like, she's talking about, like, you know, why did you bring me here? She has like an entity living in her head. Yes, a little she, sparkle thing. It's like a. It's like a. You said it's a butthole. <laughs> it is. It's a. It's like a. It looks like a butthole. Semi-transparent crystal butthole. It's when you. Uh, it's when you pause the game is when you see it, um, and uh, um, or when you're on the loading screens, um, it's just like a, a helix almost. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, like that is like really weird and like it'll appear sometimes in the game mm-hmm. but it's like that's all that's her like when she's talking to it it'll like respond and the way that it it's like you you kind of understand it's like almost language because she's interpreting for it because mm-hmm. it, it, she'll be like oh is that what you were talking about and then you'll see it on the screen and you'll be like she'll like be like oh okay yeah. and you're like i think i'm understanding this thing too yeah it's um, cool. but yeah the 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 tone of the game really gets off to, to a great start by, like, you know, this is a game with a lot of, it has audio diaries, it has a lot of, um, uh, a lot of uh, files. Text files. The files are brilliant because they are um, written as if they are uh, from a government entity. They are classified, so they have the black lines, black to uh, to cross out redacted classified, redacted information, classified information that gets redacted. Eh, excuse me, and um, like early on, like one of the things that it says is like, uh, you find one that's like, don't bring anything into the F- the F B C that or the oldest house that's modern, that's like you know uh uh Technology made before like 1950, blah yeah. blah blah. If you do it, it'll like explode. <laughs> yeah, and it's like written in the most like, uh, like listicle, like boring copy Dry. way
1: Like like it's just a memo. Yeah, and it but it's cool. Yeah, it says like no smartphones, no smart watches, no quote smart devices of any kind.
0: And then the and then you'll be like reading it, be like okay, fine. And then the last thing is like number two pencils. Yeah, and you're like. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> and there's always things that make you do a double take in this. Like uh, another one uh, early on that you find is it'll like it'll be like, it's like a bunch of stuff redacted, and then it'll be like shark in fifty gallons of water redacted. redacted and you're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> when,
1: what was before and after? You'll, that, you'll yeah. be
0: like you'll you'll be reading, and it'll say it, you know because the the one of the things about the oldest house is that it it shifts, it moves around, um, and that like uh the the game it, it, it's non-euclidean geometry it's it doesn't uh the house doesn't make any sense yeah,
1: it's like, es- it's mc S. yeah
0: um so um the environment will change and shift it doesn't really do that in gameplay well I, I but it you can tell in this game that things shift around a lot because they'll tell you mhm and
1: i i think in this opening cut in this opening it happens portion, right at the beginning
0: yeah, yeah it does shift where it kind of fucks with you a little bit yeah you walk around a corner and as soon as you get to the, the marker you can tell is when you reach uh, the janitor mm-hmm. as soon as you hear his voice uh, if you turn around and go back around the corner to try to go back the room is shifted so you can't go back to the way you came um, and then you go to the janitor And, like, out past him. And then, like, there was... You're in this, like, uh, raised foyer hallway area. And before, there was, like, a picture of, like, the director, darling, and, like, the janitor on the wall. And then you come back, and in the the middle, there's an elevator where the janitor's photo was. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, wait, what? Like, I'm in the same space, but why is... What, why did this move? Yeah, what what? what what did I do? And you didn't do anything. The house just shifts,
1: right? It's it's just cool. Like, it, it's a really good way to set. Like again, this this opening um, sort of gameplay uh, really does set the tone for the whole game.
0: And Ati sets another tone. What did you yeah. think of Ati when you met him?
1: Well, the first time I played this game, so like you know, I played Alan Wake, and that game um, is all about like what's going on with this town. Like, there's an underlying kind of mystery. Yes. Uh, so I, I suspected that kind of tone from from the team behind Alan Wake for this game. So you go in empty bureaucratic office and it's like, okay, what's going on? It's quiet. It's kind of creepy and unsettling. And you meet Ati, and he's just like a weird guy. I think Jesse says something like, most people would think he's like the serial killer, but you know, he looks like a friendly face to me. You know, I, I know janitors yeah. are
0: cool. Um, Jesse's cool because she's like, I've worked a lot of Denon night shift jobs. And like these are my people. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, she's like with the janitor. And like but he's he's got a thick like I think he's Finnish. Honestly, his accent
1: seems like ambiguous to me. I don't know that for a fact, but it, it seemed like okay. I can't really place where this is from.
0: He's Finnish. His voice actor's Finnish. His voice
1: actor's Finnish. Oh, yeah, maybe he's. Uh, so he's probably doing a Finnish, ac- or he's just speaking with his natural Finnish accent. But, uh, like, the, the way that Ati talks, uh, regardless of his accent, is, like, really weird. Yeah.
0: He just, like, says gibberish sometimes. It's just yeah. like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, you'll be, you'll, I think in, in this one, he's like, you have to get ready for your interview. For yeah. The... And you're like, oh, interview. And interview. Uh, and I think he's, like, talking about, he thinks that you're there for an interview for the janitor's assistant job. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, I'll go to my interview, Adi. Yeah. Bye. And he's just like totally harmless. He's like, yeah, that way. But he obviously knows way more than he's letting on. Like, as you go along, you start to be like, this dude probably knows everything about the oldest house. No, dude. And we are idiots compared to him. As
1: soon as I walked in, and to be clear, we did not beat the game in this playthrough, so I don't know if there's any revelation about Ati. Yeah. But as soon as I like saw him, I was like, okay, he's the first character I'm seeing in the game. And he's super weird. He's got to be one of the most important characters yeah. in the story. He's
0: gonna be like the architect and fucking the Matrix.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be the the person behind everything or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, and I haven't beaten this game yet. But like, I'm still waiting to see what his deal is. Like but, his
0: reveal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but he's he's totally. It's like of course the first person you meet. There's a fucking painting of him in the hallway just yeah. mopping the floor. Uh, but he's a very charming character. Uh, again, I don't know if he he's turns very likable. Yes, I like I like like Ati. I would love it if Ati was in my house. Just do (laughs) maybe not that, but I'd be fine with that. He seems cool. Yeah. Uh, But so you go in this elevator after Ati
0: gives you vague, uh, you know, some vaguer easier way, and you get a great. I would say this is a TV show inter uh, like intro where they're like they play like a theme song, and they the, flash around the whole like yeah. compounded stuff. They're like showing they they have the credits where they're they're like oh, yeah. starring, the associate director yeah. developed Courtney by, you know, like, and you're like, and it it's like bleeding all over the place because like the the uh, the hiss have a lot of like blood and like uh, like connotations one whatnot to them. It's, like, really cool. Yeah, there's a, it, it is a cool little montage.
1: Again, uh, it also sets the tone for the game. Like, yeah. as At this point, you've seen a creepy janitor and a creepy kind of, like, room area, and then it hits you with all this shit when you go in an elevator. You're like, okay, something's up.
0: Like, settling weird horror. Yeah. But also bureaucratic as fuck. Right. And kind of weirdly funny at times.
1: Yeah, that, I, that's what you just said is, like, the tone of this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... Uh, exactly it. So if that sounds appealing at all to anyone listening, they should definitely play it. But, uh... What happens next? You go down the elevator... Ooh, Jesse, I even...
0: yeah, I... But I think I was talking about this with you. I'm like, this game is very straightforward as in, like, its story, and, like, not a lot of stuff happens, like, in our section that we played, but, like, it's... It, it Things do happen, so... Jesse talks about how she's here to find her brother Dylan... I think she talks about the fact that, like, he was taken. She's like, I, I think... She's like, it all led here. Like, yeah. I, it, it, you know, you showed me, like, the entity in her head. She's like, you showed me and led me here. Like, why why am I here? Yeah. Like, there has to be something here that points to my brother being here.
1: We don't get specifics of why is her brother missing? Yep. Why is she looking for her brother? Yep. Uh, what's this thing, this voice that's talking to her? We just know, like she ended up here because of this weird voice and she's looking for her brother you know, yeah, that's, that's you, this
0: know. is like it it, it, uh, it dulls out information in a very good way because it's it's Jesse usually talking to another character and it's her opening up to them like yeah. being like I feel comfortable telling you this now but she'll also in her head she'll be like should we tell them this I don't know if we should should we you know what I think it's time. Let's tell them this. Yeah. So that's how you get a lot of that information. Yeah. Um, so and it you works. Walk up You uh, are going throughout this office area. Uh, you're, you don't know it at the time, but you're walking up to the director's office, mm-hmm. uh, former, the former director, because at this point you walk up to the door and you hear a gunshot, uh, and uh, you walk in and there's a dead body on the table. It is Zachariah Trench, the old director at this point because he's dead, of the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control, uh, and you, uh, the uh, the entity in Jesse's head, tells her to pick up the weapon. Like again, you don't. Then the, the, you never hear the entity talk. It yeah. just uh,
1: gameplay-wise, you see a shimmering butthole hover over the weapon, yes. and you walk up to it. Yeah, and she
0: Jesse's like, "You want me to pick it up? Why should I pick up the murder weapon?" Yeah, and then she picks it up. And then you get uh, cut a, a cutscenes, multiple cutscenes about like the board. The uh, I don't think you get introduced like to what the astral plane is or the concept of it, but mm-hmm. you are transported to the astral plane. And Casper uh, Darling talks about objects of power.
1: Yeah, I mean that's this whole in a- AWEs. Me. Uh, throughout the game, they they just put you in a situation and they explain it later, or yeah. like they, or you learn about it through like text files or something. Yeah. So it's not it's not taking its time to explain every little detail of world building like directly to
0: you. I, I love the way that this is introduced. I love I yeah. love Casper Darling. Mm-hmm. He's great. And playing through it again, being like, he is so fucking charming. <laughs> Matthew Peretta, who played Alan Wake. Um, who plays Casper Darling. Who plays Casper Darling. Uh, in, this is one of the instances where they use live action. Matthew Perretta is in live action. Mm-hmm. It's just the actor, Matthew Perretta, talking with two assistants. It's almost all, I think it's always the same two assistants because you can find a note later on from one of them. The guy who's like, we should go have our coffee later, ha, 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 to the girl assistant. And then you find another note later on from the girl assistant who's like, Thanks for the memo you gave me. Uh, yeah, I'm busy. I got to do other stuff. <laughs> like, she totally shoots him down. It's great. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's one other thing about this game is um, it just feels like super developed. Like, it feels like they really had a... I don't know if they did, but it, it feels like they had a lot of time to really fine-tune like those small kind of world-building elements, mm. really make those... It's uh, like Bioshock. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, I, as far as the environment that you're in... Uh, the the way the story is told, the uh, doling out of information, like it feels like they really uh, set everything up exactly the way that they want it to. Yeah, uh, it
0: feels developed to high heaven. How did, uh, I don't know if you remember how does how does Casper Darling talk about what are what are objects of power and what are AWEs, Ryan?
1: Uh, I don't remember how he explains it, but he just says like an object of the power. Surface gun.
0: It's is a weapon, an object. Of it, power. It's an object of power. I love him. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, he has a great voice, uh, and he's so excited about everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. All this insane he's shit. He's
0: a fucking crazy scientist.
1: Yeah, uh, he says the object. He says the, the gun of the director. It is,
0: chooses the director. Yeah, it's unlike any other object of power because it's uh, cool, and you pick should it up, and, and if you win that that uh, Russian roulette, you're it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, Jesse gets the gun. Uh, well, I, I, it shows
0: I, actually a, a scene of her putting the gun to her head. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, um,
1: which we did see Trench do earlier yes. in the cutscene. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you got like a flash of Trench putting a gun up to his head, the former director. Yeah. Um, and now, um, you get transported to the astral plane, and you're talking to, or the board is talking. To you and you don't really know what the board is the board is whenever you're talking to them there's just a black period py- pyramid on your screen and you hear garbled nonsense mm-hmm. and then you get subtitles that will say like thank you for picking up the gun slash sword and they always talk in like slashes they'll be like you have to win the mission slash game mm-hmm. and you'll be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah it's cool and it's and it's always um it's always in brackets, like, again, mm-hmm. being very stylized. Um, uh, and the astral plane, it's all white. Um, except for the Black Pyramid. Except for the Black Pyramid, which they also say the Black Pyramid is always visible uh, whenever they would try to take photographs in the astral plane. The astral plane is, like, they are also, like, I don't know if it's a physical place or if it's, like, a, a place that your mind goes through. And it is, mm-hmm. like... Your mind travels to the astral plane, but it also is a physical space. Mm-hmm, yes. It's very weird.
1: What's well, it, in gameplay? It translates to you pick up the gun, you get teleported for it to the or you pick something up, you get teleported. You don't to the get the plane.
0: gun yet. You're just doing platforming, and then you jump to get the gun, and then you get the gun, and then you shoot some uh, dudes that don't have any faces. They're basically just wireframes from.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just mean like. The astral plane, gameplay-wise, is where you get teleported to to do something, and then you get teleported right back to where you were. Usually
0: it's to do, like, a tutorial yeah, or a yeah.
1: trial. So, but but that's their little way of explaining it is, like, it's a physical space, but it's also a mind space. It's like, we're going to take you out of the gameplay to do a little tutorial and then put you right back where you were.
0: Yeah. So um, you, you get your tutorial for how you use your gun. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, and it's yeah, cool.
1: Those guys do look like wireframes from Smash Bros. You're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, those guys you fight in that section. I was thinking about Jesse Faden as a Smash Bros. character when I played this game, though. She'd be cool. She would be cool. She's she probably be in the fucking Fortnite. No,
0: she wouldn't be <laughs> in Fortnite. She's not popular. Enough. She's not popular enough for Fortnite. No,
1: she'd be in uh, Anarchy Mul- Reigns.
0: She'd be in Multiverses. <laughs> She's not popular
1: enough. She's for not, multiver- not popular enough for. She'll v- be in Nickelodeon All Star. I'll start Brawl battle, battle Royale. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. you get the gun, and then you get transported right back to the director's yeah. office. Trench is like, an attack is coming. Yeah, that's the thing. Once you get the gun, Trench starts talking to you. Where like You're like, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: What? You're getting then... Li- uh, so Trench communicates to you in a looping live-action cutscene of Trench uh, in all blue and, like, black. It's super... You're a film guy, like, how... Are they just putting, like, black shadow on him? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's silhouetted, like, um, the... Sha- silhouette. of that word.
1: Yeah, I would say the light is directly behind him, so you're just seeing the outline of him, and he's smoking. Uh, it's probably just white lighting that they, uh, in post-colored to blue, um, but if, uh... If Remedy is, goes all out enough to film stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if they did do some kind of, like, I mean, colored
0: lighting they, on They it. probably just, the blue light is not hard, you just put a filter over it.
1: Right, so I could I could see them doing that. Um, uh, and speaking of film, if you wanted to, you could describe it as, like, an optical effect. You know, it's it's like a, an overlay on the screen.
0: It is superimposed mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. Which, it's hard to describe if you haven't seen it and you don't know what that means. But it's it. It looks cool, and it's yeah. like you don't know if th- he's like actually there for Jesse or if she's. This is like her hearing him.
1: Yeah, it's like—is this some kind of weird side effect of something, or am I actually talking to this person? You know. Yeah,
0: because he's communicating via the hotline, which we get to later. Yeah, but uh, but
1: this—you get your first combat section in the game oh, when you get the gun. Yeah,
0: but before this. Jessie says, and she says this a lot in the game, she's like, I'm happy that I'm here. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, because she like she's in constantly, like, fucked up, like, horrible, weird situations, but yeah. she's like, you know what? This is great. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You do you, girl. <laughs> like, well, if you're happy that you're in a weird hellscape, like, yeah, uh, office hellscape. Uh, a federal building great hey she when she walked in she got superpowers
1: and a superpowered gun so it's like yeah you
0: know well she's like because she's like you know the poster she wanted to see what was behind the poster and now she like i think with the gun she was like what and then as soon as you i mean as soon as you if somebody was like took you to like a mind palace and then you got out of it would you be like the world is fucked up. I was yeah. right. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I let's uncovered. let's explore the fucking fucked upness because yeah. this is this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. I, I would not. I mean, I, me personally, I would not be like I'm happy here.
1: But I think Jesse, like, yeah, for for her character, it's like I was right. All this investigating I've been doing into my brother. There's some fucked up shit going on, and I was right. It's, ha, ha,
0: ha. What if it was conspiracy theorist, One <laughs> was like level headed, yeah. and had the the their conspiracy theory like happen to them as a kid, and then was proved correct.
1: Yeah, right, right. Uh, it's it's almost. Um, it, it, I think she says at one point like, uh, this place feels uh, as though it's it's the right. Kind of crazy for me, or like I feel yeah. normal here, or maybe just the right kind of crazy, or something like that. So, mm-hmm. like this crazy, you know, government lab with paranormal shit going on, and in a in a essentially a like, uh, uh, the, I don't want to say like a, no, it, they're they're in like a combat situation where they're being taken over. Uh, she's like, yeah, this is cool. This puts a smile on my damn face, and it's like yeah. oh, I get that. That's cool and uh like but you said she does get superpowers
0: so yeah uh you do get your first combat sequence did you notice that though when you go outside and you have your first encounter with the hiss it goes to live action for, no really for jesse faden that's uh oh, local, when she's like struggling when she's struggling like yeah. you walk outside and then like you see the hiss like they're just like people in the distance and you're like who are they and then like Uh, You you hear, uh, like, the screen gets, like, yellow and, like, shakes and, like, is, like, coming in on itself, like, around her. Mm -hmm. And then it switches to live action. Uh, Like, Courtney Hope, like, struggling, like, against the hiss. Which,
1: we we don't know it's called the hiss yet, but it's just, like, this red entity that's Mm -hmm. just trying to overtake you. Uh, But then um, Jesse manages to push it back.
0: Yeah. Her, like, her entity, like, helps her.
1: Yeah. Her little butthole.
0: And did you, uh, (laughs) ew. I'll say that again. Um, uh. Yeah. You get your first combat sequence and you don't have, uh, telekinesis. And for somebody who is used to playing this game with telekinesis, it feels very weird to just have the gun.
1: Yeah. I will say, um,. Because yeah, I had, we had both done a playthrough of this once before. I hadn't beaten it, but I got pretty far. I had a lot of telekinetic powers that you unlock mm-hmm. through the game. So during and there's such a part of the gameplay that yeah, during this first sequence, I just felt like naked without them yeah. you know, just shooting guys and and doing nothing else. Mm-hmm. But that's what you need to do to teach the player how to play the game. Yeah. you never know anyone's skill level. I so. mean, it,
0: it 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 doles out the powers in a very very. Good way. It's well paced with so. it. Yeah,
1: totally. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, like from here, I think once you kill those guys, you just kind of run right into the main area, right? Yeah. Central executive. I mean,
0: like the the uh, you might have noticed. I just want to point out the posters have changed. Uh, yeah. The photos of trench get there this. now. All you, yeah. And it's like what <laughs> you walk you, out. You go. you you walk out. And there, all the po- uh, uh, there were a bunch of photographs of trench and just like a like wearing a suit and yeah, like an this office. is our boss. And yeah. then uh, and then they all they've all changed to you. Yeah. And uh, with you in a suit, like sitting with your hair all done up,
1: which is fucking cool. Like you know, it's 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 a small thing, but it's just like it adds to the surrealness yeah. and the mystery. And, and you, like-
0: you 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 now you yeah you pretty much just go to central executive. I mean, you get like uh, you. As you're walking, this game, is it does feel very front loaded because you're walking and you'll see a bunch of floating bodies and the floating bodies are like the, they don't know what they are. You can like read about them and they're, they're like, are these like the conductors of the hiss? I don't know. But the, one of the key things about the floating bodies is you'll hear the hiss like chant. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're saying. You can hear things about their chant and i think that you know, they have like transcripts online for it but they'll just be like they'll be talking about like uh at one point they'll be like oh babe they'll be like oh baby baby yeah or like <laughs> you've always been like this you like this don't you but you know they'll say they're just saying nonsense
1: well you you mentioned like their floating bodies it's it's like when you walk into an an area the first time you see them they are like office workers, like people who worked at this building, uh, the Federal Bureau of Control. I don't know if we said that, but that's what this branch is. Um, and uh, they're bought, they've been taken over by this this red entity and w- they're floating like in the air. they're 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 not floating like, uh, like the way Superman floats, they're like rag doll floating in the air, the way like a corpse yeah. would float underwater, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so they they look creepy, they look unpre- unpleasant, and on top of it, they're on top of that, they're chanting, like you said. I have
0: the I have the poem. It's apparently a poem, I guess. That they're all chanting. Yeah. Oh, go for uh, it. Read it out. I might not read the whole thing, but we want to read it together. The they're no because you you fought. Yeah. Do uh, uh, send me a file in Audacity of you of <laughs> you saying this, and I'll combine. Let's it Let's just post. read together right now. Uh,
1: sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, one, two, three. You are a worm Warm through, time. through time. The th- thunder song distorts you. Happiness comes. White pearls, but yellow and red in the eye. Through a mirror, inverted is made right. Leave your insides by the door. Push,
0: Push the fingers through the, through the surface into the wet. You've always been the new you. You want, want this, this to be true. We stand. We're gonna like wow. turn into a fucking
1: that is trance like. Yeah. That and and when we're saying
0: it, we like wait that? in the stains. The word that describes this is redacted. Yeah. Repeat the word, the name of the sound. It's like. It sounds creepy yeah. when you hear it. And it just sounds like nonsense. Well, and e- it is nonsense.
1: Even saying it right now, it was it was like I this is like ring like I remember hearing this part in the game, even mm-hmm. if I didn't know like what they were saying, like that's the cadence that they were talking about.
0: Because you'll literally you'll just hear like you'll be like you walk around the area be like, push the fingers through the skin, you're like, What are they talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about?
1: <laughs> it's creepy. It's unsettling and it's uh it's all, I like I wonder I'm sure it is, but it's like a clever metaphor for uh, like working in an office, I think, mm-hmm. like you know, when you are complied to like a cubicle or like the normalcy of an office job to a certain extent, you're kind of going through this melindromic like chant. Yeah. Uh, you're you're just kind of uh, parroting and repeating the same thing as everyone else, just floating there nebulously, you know. No. So it's a fun little like.
0: I work in an office and it is like that.
1: Right. Exactly. Uh, same. I I would. Slightly different offices, but yeah, everyone just gets in work mode, where you're just floating around, mm-hmm. saying the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. So, but it, it's a nice little creepy visual, and it's cool because it does not affect gameplay. Like, the floating bodies...
0: They don't do anything.
1: They could be completely completely removed from the game, gameplay-wise, uh, but they're just a cool... They're like the cool window dressing on the whole game.
0: Yeah. So... Um. I think Trench comes up at this point and is like, get to the hotline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weird because that's basically what he's like, because it'll be like, uh, get sh, to the sh, hotline. You must sh, do it for the FBs. Yeah. You're like,
1: oh, okay. He, he usually throws in some vagaries, like the role of a director, get to the hotline, right or wrong. You know, it's like, okay.
0: It. And then you can go into, once you unlock the hotline, you can go and, and listen to his full speech.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, wait, do you, but is this.
0: You can't do it yet. You have I was to. Just have saying, the you, don't, you don't get to the hotline at this part. So. No, you have to hot, I have the hotline to listen to his stuff. Mm-hmm. And you haven't gotten there yet. So. You go up to the. Um, the central is gonna hit, like you were saying, and yeah. you meet uh, Emily Pope. Well, you do a little more combat, and then you cleanse the area, right? Yeah, you cleanse the control point, uh, which is basically your checkpoint.
1: Yeah, when when you clear an area, combat-wise, there's a little prompt, and you the area is like soaked in red, like the bad entity, the mist, uh, and then you the hiss. Oh, excuse me, not the mist. I'm thinking of Stephen King. Uh, the hiss. And then when you clear it, it turns back into like what it normally looks like, just like a big office space. It's very much
0: like the the mist, actually.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like we said, the story is Stephen King esque.
0: Yeah. I think uh even Jesse, like at this beginning, she'll be uh, she's like talking to the entity and she's like that weird hissing sound that they that they're like making and then uh, and then um that's what we'll call them. We'll call them the hiss. And then she's talking to Emily mm. uh, and they'll be like so the hiss, and then like Jesse will interrupt, like in her head, and she'll yeah. be like, "Uh, it's official. We're calling them the hiss." Then. Yeah, you know, that's a good name. So, uh, but yes, well, when you meet um, Pope, uh, she's wearing a weird thing on her chest, and well, a lot of other people are.
1: She's hiding out with other people too. Like you clear out this area, and then she's like, "Is anyone out there?" They're like in a safe room, yeah. And then you let them out, and it's her and a couple other people. I
0: love the designs of the safe rooms. They're just giant industrial. Uh, safes basically yeah. and I like that like each one of them has like a number on them you walk in and they like might have like an upgrade for you or like a um I guess they're not really upgrades they're like loadouts they're loadouts you have a loadout to you use and it's not really important <laughs> yeah you don't have to use like any of the upgrades that they kind of give you but you like, can if you want to but they'll usually have like that or like a um or like a a paper for you to read.
1: Yeah, they're they're like essentially fallout shelters. Just but imagine like the doors are made out
0: of the black rock, but go on.
1: Right. Uh, it's it it's like they're they're a nice little again, like an example of what this game has to offer like visually and tonally. You'll be in like an office space and then there's a huge bank vault that is an mm-hmm. a emergency fallout shelter. Yeah. So it's like that kind of contrast, that dynamic. It's is like
0: everybody get in this fallout shelter because our mundane corporate office uh, uh, federal job uh, yeah. just got fucked because there's a uh, otherworldly disaster coming in yeah. from another dimension. <laughs> yeah. So it's a yeah. typical
1: Monday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you save her uh, <clears throat> Pope. Uh, what's her first name? Emily. You save Emily Pope, and then Jesse Faden's like, "I'm Jesse Faden," and she's like, "You're the new director. Uh, let's stop this his
0: thing." And she <laughs> just like, "Why are Why are How do you know I'm the new director?" It's yeah, just everybody in FBC was like, "Oh, you're Jesse, the new yeah. director, director and Faden," and, and it's just like, weird. Wait, what? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That the first time I played this, this playthrough, I was more like, "All right, I'll I'll figure it out later. What's going on?" But this time, I was like, "How do they know that?
0: Like, that's so creepy and weird that they just know what I am." Yeah. And it's like the board with its weird, like hissing, hissing pyramid. It's like, are they like in everybody's heads?
1: Yeah, you just don't know what's like going on. All I did was pick up a gun, and now people think I'm. People know I'm the director.
0: Yeah. Um, the, everybody's wearing a, a fucking. They call it an HRA. It's mm-hmm. a it's a weird like thingy with a with a, like a straps and, and like a big old circle in the middle. It looks
1: like a speaker, like an audio speaker strapped to your chest yeah basically
0: uh apparently uh they can protect you from the hiss but jesse isn't wearing one but she is not affected by the hiss yes
1: well i I don't know if we said this but the hiss is possessing people who work at this building and making them into essentially like combat zombies yeah uh, they're basically zombies. Yeah, but they can shoot at you with guns. Yeah. So that's what you're fighting in every area is people possessed by the hiss.
0: Yeah, and they're like, uh, the early on, uh, after this, Emily's like, can you go, like, cure one of those people real quick? Like, mm-hmm. since you cleanse the control point, it can probably work on a person, right? And then you do, and the body disappears. Yeah, it literally just,
1: like, dissipates from the air.
0: Which, did you notice you try to shoot them, they also disappear?
1: Yep. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. The first time I played through, I shot so many uh, floating bodies. Yeah. Um, but this time I did not. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm glad they did that because they established, like, you can't save people. You just have to kill them. Like, they, they preserve the main character's, like, morality. Because mm-hmm. if there was a chance that people could be saved... Uh, that would make it, like, a more complicated yeah. uh, issue and, and maybe have, like, a morality kind of mechanic in the game. But I, I'm glad that they said, like, nope, everyone who's possessed by the Hiss, they're gone. Just compromised. You know, don't think uh, about yeah. it. Like, yep. it's totally fine.
0: Um, you talk to Emily a bunch. I think she talks about... I don't remember if she's... if she, I don't think she tells her yet, but I think Jesse then mentions Ordinary. I, I don't think it's at this... Point. She did because I wrote it in my notes. Okay, they said uh, I, I wrote that the bureau was involved in an incident in ordinary. I don't remember if it was if she tells Jess or Emily because I know because uh, as we talked about she's like very like distant at this point with people because mm-hmm. she doesn't know if she can trust any of them.
1: Yeah, I think it's your second interaction with Emily once you kind of leave and come back, or like maybe even the third one. But yeah, Jesse's like I, I don't know if I can trust her yet with this info, with the deets. Uh, but, <laughs> but then uh, she does a couple things. She's like, she seems nice. I'll I'll slide into her DMs and tell her that I'm from ordinary. Yeah. Um, but so so you basically set up. This is like when you rescue Emily and uh, there's like ten care other characters. They're just like secondary and and PCs. They don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just just walking around. They're window dressing. Uh, but this area becomes, like, the hub that you mm-hmm. can kind of come back to. You can change
0: your outfit. Yeah. Uh, it's and the only one you can change your outfit at. It's fucking stupid. I should be able to change it wherever I want. <laughs> well, this is the only one with the. change. I have so many route. outfits. I unlocked the gold suit in this. I have a gold uh, suit? Yeah, I got the gold suit. That's cool. You didn't do one of the fucking side quests then. I know that.
1: I didn't look at the outfits at all. Um... Because I think Jessie looks perfect, so I don't know why you think she looks so terrible. you need to change her outfit. Um, but I guess I love that's... her
0: military combat boots and, uh, and jacket. <laughs> yeah, but I really believe you but uh, yeah, you know she's uh, she looks nice. she's not in like a fucking like I need to wear a dress. she's like <laughs> I'm willing I'm wearing like uh, combat boots because I need to run around this place and I'm in jeans mm-hmm. and a jacket. She looks cool. You know, and so my you, hair is up because if it wasn't it would be in my face. Right.
1: And uh is is her red hair natural or do you think it's dyed? I don't know. It looks dyed it to me. It looks dyed. But uh this is the Not hub like area. You. <laughs> well, that's the only reason I bring it up. But uh, this is the hub area. And you know, this is like where you can come back to and you uh, Emily Pope is like sitting in a boardroom in this mm-hmm. area. You know, this this is like characters walk around. It's a chill area. Enemies don't come here. Um, and Emily, you can return to her at several points in the game and just like ask her questions about certain yeah. things, like what is, where are we, what is this building, who is this person. So you can, you can get a lot of exposition from her if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing she does is like she says like, okay, well we gotta try to stop the hiss. The best way to do that is like check. We need to release the lockdown, I think is the first thing. She you says,
0: do. Go to the hotline. That's well, right. Because yeah. Trench said, Go to the hotline. You're like, I need to get to the hotline. Yeah. Do you know where that is? And she's like, Oh, go through the mail room. Mm-hmm. It's through the mail room. Just go, you know, follow this door, like on the upper there through the first door on the left, and then, you know, it's a straight shot to the mail room or whatever. So then you go to the mail room. And, uh,. On the way, you go to Dead Letters, which is one of my favorite areas in the game. There's
1: a lot of great areas, but even just the name Dead Letters, it's like, cool. Yeah. Where where am I?
0: I'm in Dead Letters. Oh, I missed the part where, Je- again, Jessie points out that she wants to be a part of this world. She goes, I want to be where the <laughs> fucked up things are. <laughs> where the SCPs are. Yeah. She said there's another... E- each time there's, like, a new mission, it does, like, a cool cutscene, like the beginning of... Uh, the game where it'll like show off a preview of your next area yeah. again think uh, uh, again I keep saying this but I really think that they like would have w- would like to have all uh, like TV shows for all of these games because this feels like you know it would go into live action like you know uh, for it's intro of like this area and maybe like tell a little bit of background of it yeah. and this is them like showing like the background of it without having to like create a whole episode about it it's just like Here's the hotline. And I liked it, too, because, like, the hotline, it was, like, zooming in, like, very, very... Um, oh, yeah. Very, very... Um, dramatically. Dramatically. And, like, off. it was off-putting. Mm-hmm. It's, um,
1: it's really anxiety-inducing. Like, I was watching that, because it's, it's a cutscene, like you said. They start, like, 50 feet away from, from mm-hmm. the hotline. And it's just a ringing phone. And the camera slowly zooms in. And then the ring gets
0: louder. it cuts, at one point, sure. to the phone like the like to like the phone like behind it and the way that the the area that the hotline is in is it's a raised platform in the middle of like just this chasm Mm -hmm. and there's a glass case with red carpeting and a table and a like an armchair and the hotline's in the middle and in that cutscene it's the hotline's just ringing and like it's it's jesse like talking over it and then eventually she, she, she goes like, I want to be a part of this place, cut out her audio, but the hotline is still ringing mm-hmm. and it's still zooming in. And the hotline is like bright red. It has no di- numbers on it. It's just a dial and it's just a ringing and it has like no other, it's not plugged into anything. Mm-hmm. It's just ringing and you're like, uh, yeah, what's going on? And
1: it's anxiety
0: and like, yeah. it's.
1: First of all, a, something ringing like a phone ringing without anyone answering it. Just mm-hmm. like I think people, it just spikes your anxiety. It, yeah. Like it, you're just like someone pick up the phone. It makes you anticipate a little bit. But then on top of that, you've got all this like creepy surreality around it. And Jesse's voice cuts out like the fam- familiar voice that you've been hearing thus far. And I, it, I want to say it's like ten seconds of yeah. just zooming in on this ringing phone. And it just is, is creepy. It's creepy. It's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good visual. Yeah. But anyway, Dead Letters. What's Dead Letters? Uh, it's I don't know. I don't remember like what the function that this area serves. You can
0: find a somebody commissioning that Dead Letters should exist. You can find a note about that mm. where it says that uh, we get a ton of mail and uh, we should have a place where that mail goes to Cause it's almost like if you just will it to be, mm-hmm. they kind of write about this. In um, like, there's an early uh, note that says like, you know, like uh, uh, like stories and like old folk tales and whatever. If people oh, yeah. like will them into being, they'll exist. So it's almost like they like almost willed this place to exist. That like if they're like if we have a place where the letters that we go. Uh, could go like if they're you know um, they will they will be transported to the dead letters area and we could sort them and read them and blah 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 mm. um, there were all the letters go that they get yeah and the letters it can be like I have this talking fish on the wall and I know what exists to, to fuck with me <laughs> or it could be a guy who's like I can talk to all the presidents Um, they speak to me through the phone lines well, Don't talk to me. There was a. There's like somebody who's like, I know that you're spying on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you better not do that. Stop it right now. Otherwise, I'll come for you and I'll kill you. Don't write to me. And it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I mean, this
1: the idea behind the place that you're at is the Federal Bureau of Control. So yeah. they monitor paranormal stuff. So they have to take like. Everything that's crazy, like, people that are just rambling about nonsense, like, seriously. And like you said, like, the implication that just believing in something can kind of will it into existence. Like, they have to monitor all the crazies in the world Mm -hmm. and just take these letters where people are just rambling about nonsense.
0: And they have to decide, is this actually true? Yeah, should we investigate this? (laughs) Should we put the funds toward this being real or is it just some insane person just writing a a letter to the federal government? Yeah, this this is that's the
1: bedrock of their function. Like that that's what they're here to do. Uh, and it's it's really, all the
0: QAnon letters go to them. Really? And it's they're like, like, God fucking damn it. Yeah
1: and a fucking another one. Uh, and it's it's fun to think like it's just a really neat idea that some of those letters turn into like legitimate paranormal entities, but then there's also just like insane ramblings and they make very little distinction which is which you know so for all you know the guy who's talking about i can hear all the presidents uh on my phone like he really can in this world that's possible uh so it's it just gets your
0: mind that's fun like it's fun that that everything's very very vague it's it's fun to imagine that this world is is just weird Mm -hmm. you know um uh did you find the best my literal favorite thing in this game in the dead letters did you find the threshold kids
1: oh yeah yeah
0: i love the threshold kids yeah
1: they're really fun what what are the the threshold kids the
0: threshold kids are like a saturday morning puppet show uh that teaches you about the fbc
1: so how do you find them in the game
0: uh they're on crt tvs um and you can either watch them like in the menus in full screen, but the best way to watch them is to just click on them, and then uh, it will shift the camera to zoom in. But it won't completely fill up the screen with with the CRT. So you're watching the CRT um, like as Jesse, uh, and uh, and uh, watching this shitty puppet show go on that is so tonally inept <laughs> at, at, at what it's trying to do because you can find a uh, you can find a, a, a letter or a, uh, like an order uh, excuse me a note later on that says like now that we have redacted here we should create a redacted so that he's not as scared of redacted blah 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 blah, blah. they basically got a kid who, who started to live with them <clears> and they were like well we need to have th- a tv show something for him to enjoy why don't we create the threshold kids and it's an absolutely terrifying amazing puppet show that is live action again they're using uh live action uh puppets um and uh they're like made out of clay they're not like pu- uh, like uh, not like know, Sesame Street puppets. Yeah, they're not made out of felt, mm-hmm. and they're like they've—you can see like the sticks and stuff like the, it, popping out of them, and they're 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 horrific. They <laughs> are absolutely <laughs> nightmarish. Yeah. Um, but they have the tone of a of a children's Saturday morning uh, car, puppet show, and they are. Amazing. I love every single one of them. And they are (laughs) the worst things because they're creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. But they're also the best things because it's very clearly uh, somebody who does not know anything about a puppet show. uh, Writing a puppet show in in that letter. It's like somebody being like, I took community theater. (laughs) It's like, yeah. And you fucking thought that uh, that making fucking puppets out of clay to teach a child about... About your government place was your the, government nightmare house. Yeah, they're like, what's the black pyramid? Yeah, like the black pyramid is something we all see when we go into the astral plane. <laughs> and they'll be like, then you'll have parts where like the one of the one of them will be like, oh my god, and then they'll like cut out, and you're like. Clearly, somebody's like possessed during this, but like you know, we're not going to explain any of this.
1: When they, it's it's awesome because you can find these TVs where you can watch Threshold Kids throughout the game, mm-hmm. and the first one, it's like operating on some kind of semblance of like the curtain of where kids show, like we're trying to do, but like as you find more of them they just get
0: more and more, like, unsettling and creepy. <laughs> and you're, like, not sure if, like, they were meant to be that way, yeah. or if somebody legitimately just doesn't understand how to make a children's cartoon show. Yeah. That's half of what I think it actually is. Like just I, someone
1: I, tone-deafly making yes, it. yeah.
0: I, I kind of actually do think that they were completely made in earnest this way, but because they're the federal government, they don't know how to do anything competently, <laughs> so they just made this creepy cartoon show. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, too.
1: And I, I, I love, like, you know, you talk about, like, window dressing on a game. Like, that does not need to be in this game. No. It, like, they filmed puppets that they made and made, like, a, essentially a series of short films with them and scattered it as a collectible throughout the game. Like, that's amazing. And uh, it's, um, like, it, 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 tonally it works really well because it kind of captures um, the the... That, that dynamic of the game where it's it's really serious, like I mean not really serious, but it's it's scientific stuff. It's government uh bodies doing paranormal research, but there's also just like humor in how unintentionally silly it is. Uh so I, I think it, it works really well.
0: Yeah. Play the game just to watch Threshold Kids.
1: If nothing else, go on YouTube and watch a compilation of Threshold Kids, and if you watch that and you think they're funny and creepy, then play Control and they have a little theme song too. Yeah, I, I would love to know who did the voices for the Threshold Kids. I'm
0: I wanna... trying to find my tweet because there was uh, somebody on Twitter who said, I made the tre- Threshold Kids. Oh, really? And uh, I was like, oh! and I like read everything from her because, yeah, it must have been like someone who worked at Remedy. Who just they were like, hey, do you want to make this uh, thing? Real it's quick? Anna McGill. Anna McGill. Uh, she said she's. She said uh, she wrote Dishonored, uh, Death of the Outsider, uh, Guild Wars Two. She wrote Dishonored, the second one. Oh wow! Well, she. I mean, I don't know if she's writing the whole thing. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, she says uh, yes. The Threshold Kids are my fault. <laughs> That's awesome. So
1: I wonder if they were like, look. If you want to take the time to do it, we'll put it in the game, but we're not giving you any help. And she's like, "Oh, that's perfect. I
0: don't need any help."
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I I would love to uh, chat with her about yeah how and why.
0: Some people were saying bring them to Adult Swim. They feel very Adult Swim. Totally, totally.
1: You know, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, it's such a you could you could do a a ten episode. Fifteen minute per episode season of this kids show that's trying to explain the this nightmarish government body to to the average
0: person. So, somebody as Stan McGill said, my favorite comments about the Threshold Kids are where uh, people say, "Who, uh, whoever created this cursed puppet show is locked up for the safety of humankind." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: that's Threshold awesome. Kids.
0: Great. Yeah. Um,
1: I hope if they ever make more stuff. In this universe, they got to bring it They could be in the DLC. I don't know, Ryan. Well, in... in, Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I see what you did there. Mm. But even in Alan Wake, the other Remedy game, um, there's like TVs that you can find where you can watch a a TV show that they watch Nightmare Falls. Is that what it is? Not
0: Nightfall. Something like that. Yeah. Light Falls. Lightness Falls or something. Because isn't the yeah. town in that game... They did a Twilight Zone ripoff in, in Alan yeah. Wake.
1: Yeah, and it's... and it's But, like, again, it's like a thing they filmed. Like, it's
0: a show that you can watch. Yeah, but with that, they don't, like... It's just usually just, like, a, a screen. Yeah. yeah. It's not really, like... It doesn't move.
1: It's more like a, a radio drama than anything. But it's, yeah. like, clearly Remedy likes to pepper their games with these little flavors of, of in-world media. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. I think it's called Brightness Falls, but whatever. Bright Falls
0: Bright Falls is the name of the... The
1: town? The town. The, uh... Well, and they allude to that show in a note that you find in Control. mm mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> are you, like... There's... A, yeah? Yeah, there's a... Uh, in the in control, they imply that Alan Wake and Control take place in the same universe, and we maybe. Don't, we don't have to talk about this right now. I mean,
0: do you want to mention DLC stuff? There's no. a DLC that maybe, perhaps has Alan Wake. Right? Maybe. So, and the uh, implications with Darling being Alan Wake is fucking cool.
1: Yes. Well, maybe I don't uh, know. They they're played by the same people. They are, and they sound exactly the same. But uh, yeah, they they establish that they imply or hint that control and Alan Wake take place in the same universe. Oh my god, we're getting Alan Wake too! I'm so
0: fucking excited. Yeah, we should play Alan Wake oh, for this. Fuck. I fucking love Alan Wake. Anyway, what's the next thing you you get the floppy disk? What's the floppy disk, right? You get
1: you get the floppy. Oh yeah, you get the floppy disk, and it's an object of power that gives you the
0: ability to dash. No, that's the merry-go-round.
1: The floppy disk gives you the ability to throw things. Yes. yes. Okay. So it gives the, you
0: launch. The first because it had launch codes on it. Oh, it I
1: didn't is. even get that. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. The it first. Uh, the first ability you get is push.
0: Yeah. Or you launch.
1: press? No, the
0: melee. You push Y. Oh, you just have that.
1: Yeah, you get that right when you get the gun, but it's, yeah. like, the least useful ability in the game, Yeah, it's mapped to one of your primary buttons. They're like,
0: hey, do you want to use melee? Like, like, no. <laughs> do you want to upgrade this? Wait, I'm you're like, telling me no. I have telekinetic
1: powers and a gun that can do anything, and I just want to, like, really hard push people? No, that doesn't sound fun at all. Thank you for putting it on the Y button. How much damage does it do? Like, half their health? Fuck that. Oh, yeah, I, I want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. So you get that power, and then you... And you don't use it at all the whole game, but then you get to this part where you uh, you get force push. You get force push. You have to fight your way up to this floating floppy disk, which is throwing shit all around the room because uh, mm-hmm. it's an object of power, which means it has like a paranormal uh, function to it—paranormal like abilities. Uh, and then uh, you get to it, and Jessie does her thing that she does whenever she's interacting with paranormal stuff, where she holds both her hands up and goes, Ugh! She gets it bound
0: to her. Yes. When uh, when uh, they call uh, people who have like objects of power bound to them, they're like paranaturals or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or paran- paranautical. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, she, she has a... She has the floppy disk bound to her now. Mm-hmm. What's cool is you when you get like an object power, you get their like case file and they'll be like, This was a nuclear launch code floppy disk stolen from the Russians. It has nuclear launch codes on it, and we've flung some stuff with it, but it's like, you know, all redacted. So like you're mm-hmm. you're getting all that, but it's like in weird redacted speak. Right. Um but it's fun. You get to watch another video, darling. Being like, once we even threw a cup, and you're like, I'm throwing fucking uh, cinder blocks and yeah. and fucking f- uh, forklifts at people. Fuck you.
1: Everything I got. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. That's a cool aspect of the game. You get your um, abilities through these like weird objects that have uh, some kind of supernatural, you know, force behind them. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you get once you get your force pull, your telekinetic whoosh, then then the real game starts.
0: No, the real game starts later. Once you get another power that you don't think I don't think you ever got.
1: Uh, I got I got most of them. Do you get all four? There's four. I got. I mean, should I just Sam? Sure. I got tele force push. I got rush. I got hover. I got shield. Okay, you got I mean, all of them then. Okay, yeah. I, I don't want
0: to spoil levitation. Yeah, but fuck that. it. There's levitation.
1: Yeah, well that's coming. It sounds of
0: like it's the fucking
1: best. Look, you get the ability to levitate in this game. You get to okay? fly.
0: It's so, and then you're fucking throwing shit all over the place. The well, best. that's what I'm saying. This game's so impressive. Like you
1: could just, uh, you can do. It feels like you can just do whatever you want in this mm-hmm. game. Like you're a god by the end of it. Yeah, you can pull. Uh, Stuff to you and throw it. You can hover around the area like this game gives you. You can dash around like dodge
0: shit. Yeah, it's awesome. You can
1: hover and then dodge and dash and yeah, it's like in Breath of the Wild when you see a mountain in Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. You see a mountain and you think I'm gonna go climb that mountain, and you go to it and you climb it. And it's just like if you've been playing video games for the last twenty years, there's so much limitation on games that you're not used to the fact that you can just do that and do whatever you want is like my like,
0: I want to I want to I, I mean we're, we're not too levitate we can talk about more when we get to levitate but you can be like uh, like especially in Dead Letters which is very vertical you can be like can I get up there mm. and yeah you can Yeah, and it, you
1: really feel like wow I, I, I can do anything yeah. <laughs> like it feels powerful Um, is Wait. there a, is, is that the boss of Dead Letters is the floppy disk
0: no tomasi it was in the mail room which is separate from dead letters that's right the floppy disk is in the um uh the pneumatic like tube area which i can't remember what it was called but it's called something specific
1: i think it's called the i don't know but yeah it's an area where all the pneumatic tubes are that go throughout the whole facility because they can't use any digital Means of communication, so they have to send like fucking bank tubes uh, yeah. to each other, which is awesome. I wish those were still in use. Yeah, um, I mean they're they they're cool,
0: but they're not as convenient as a text message.
1: No, I, I did. Big
0: office buildings ever have pneumatic I'm, tubes? I'm sure. I mean, I was uh, the one game that we will probably play, Grim Fandango, which is made in like the '90s, has like a pneumatic tube puzzle. Hmm. You have to like send things through a chute. So I,
1: there must have been before email some people thought it was super high high tech to have pneumatic tubes
0: but the only place i see you know, them is, you you don't want to go up and down stairs and right you need stuff to go fast oh, so Boop. but they're uh they're only at banks now pretty, pretty much that's the only place i see them oh and uh like walgreens pharmacies and like cvs pharmacies. oh sure yeah i i would love if
1: mcdonald's served food through a pneumatic tube there's um the uh,
0: the Taco Bell that does it now—the
1: double, the two-story Taco Bell does mm-hmm. pneumatic food tubes.
0: I don't know if it's through pneumatic tubes, but it basically looks like pneumatic tubes. I, I wish it was good food. I like Taco Bell. Taco Bell's—it's edible. It's not good food, but it's—I
1: no. like it. I wish a burrito would come through a like a really high-quality burrito, like a, yeah, like Soul Taco would come through a pneumatic
0: tube. Yeah, that'd be good. But anyway, uh, you fight fight Tomasi in the the pneumatic tube area. Yeah, you throw a burrito at him. In the mail room. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm.
1: Tomasi is where the game starts to get hard. Yeah, because he's a different kind of enemy. Uh, Up until now, it's been people that are just walking and shooting at you. Mm -hmm. But Tomasi is floating and throwing telekinetic shit at you.
0: I didn't die this time on him, but I remember having trouble... The first time playing it. Yep, same. And if you're playing on PS4 or Xbox One, this is like right when things start to get crazy with the physics because he's throwing stuff at you mm-hmm. and you're throwing stuff at him and there's other people like running around all over the place and it's like in the mail room where like letters are flying all over the place. So you're like, my fucking frame rate sucks. <laughs> and, uh, and you're trying to fight and it's hard.
1: The frame rate's the real villain of this game. Yeah.
0: The twist villain.
1: Uh, but yeah, the first time I played this, I definitely died. I think you I were was, even I was there. Yeah, it was with like me.
0: this I I was like, Ryan, this part is hard.
1: Yeah, I kept So you might even to go to bed because it is hard. <laughs> it was like 1 30 a.m. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's because it's it's annoying, like, and I got a taste of it again when I played played it this time. Like the the game, for all of its positives, it never like makes it clear the best strategy to go about
0: combat. No. Um, it it does say in the in the in the like tooltips it'll be like oh you should uh always keep moving mm -hmm. like that's not always true a lot of times you want to just stay and cover for a minute like let your your health come back but like your health doesn't recover yeah You, you get these little blue bits that fall out of enemies you gotta go pick up so if you take a lot of damage your health will recover a little bit but if uh, if you're taking too much damage and then, like, all the enemies are really far away because, of course, you're fighting them from a distance because melee mainly sucks dick. You're like, okay, uh, how am I going to go get the bluey bits to get my health back?
1: Yeah, because they only drop after you kill the enemies or when you shoot yeah. them. So, yeah, if, if they're across the room and you're low on health, you don't want to run across the room to go get health back.
0: Yeah. Um, There's it, a lot of cover in this area, but it's still hard because you yeah. got floaty man. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, it's like, I was thinking about this, uh, what's, what's the point, I mean I think I answered my own question at one point, but if I have to shoot enemies to get health to fall on the ground, and then I run over to where the health fell, and it automatically gets picked up and I get my health back, mm-hmm. why not just have me automatically get health back when I shoot enemies? I don't know. The, the only thing I could think of is it encourages you to, like, move
0: more. I think that's probably why they want you to do it. But, it but again, like, the melee is not very good. So, yeah. like, I'm not getting up and close and personal. Anyway, and I mean... I, I don't know. Most of the time,
1: I only run for health if I'm, like, literally about to die. Mm-hmm. Or if all the enemies are dead. Then I will go get health. I
0: do feel like once you get the dash, it's more easy to do that. But, sure. like, at the beginning... It's kind of difficult. And, like, I know the dash is, like, a side quest. Like, you don't have to get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it does feel, like, essential to combat.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's I would say it's, it's a side quest. But it's the first side quest they present to you where they're, like, really kind of putting emphasis on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, I, I think, yeah. And not only when you're trying to get health. But, like, there are enemies that explode. There are enemies that throw bombs at you. Um, enemies that are, like, really big. The dash is just a really
0: useful tool to, you know get out and get then, out and get saved yeah. yeah so you beat him Tomasi. i do like the background with him where they're like talking about like they're like we all like put on the hras because our darling said so and yeah. Tomasi was like i don't need that yeah <laughs> and then you're Fuck fighting <laughs> and you even like go to his uh like you go to the next room and you're gonna listen to like an audio log with him and he'll be like you know talking about uh talking about whatever, like he's talking about like a mission, and then somebody's like, Wait, are you still recording this? Yeah. Shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem like the most like, likeable. Yeah, the most level headed person. Yeah, he
0: seems like kind of a dick. Yeah. So you don't really feel bad that he got infected by the hiss. Screwed himself over. Yeah. But uh Yeah, you go to the light switch cord. Yeah, it's it's an old like
1: like you said, a light switch cord. You pull on it, like a, like an old la- lavatory toilet. Uh, did you ever use one of those? I think so. The toilet with the little pulley.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I did too. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> enough. Enough
0: about that. We're just like the light switch cord, and people are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Talk about toilets now. The um, light switch cord, uh, because the house is weird. There was just a light switch cord that they found in another house somewhere. And somebody pulled it, and they got transported to the Ocean View mot- Hotel and Casino. I think it's Motel and Casino. I think it's Motel, yeah. And uh, and it's it's they describe it as, like, any hotel. It's, like, whatever hotel you see off the highway. Uh, but it's, like, it's... Whenever you pull this cord three times, uh, you'll be transported to the Ocean View Hotel and Casino... And it had like a bunch of doors in it. And some people have like written about like, we think these doors lead to like other universes. Mm -hmm. They'll have like little symbols on them. And it's a weird hotel. Like I noticed like you'll walk uh, toward the um, help desk and the music will get like less distorted and creepy. It'll be like, once you move towards it. But then once, uh, if you move like away to the hallways, it'll start to be like, yeah, and you'll be like, "What the fuck is happening?" Mm-hmm. And all of, you don't know where it is. Nobody they can't find it anywhere. There's, I think it's in Montana, but they don't know where it is. Like physically, it's just like a place like the astral plane where it's just exists in nowhere. That but we're just it's connected to the oldest house somehow through these light switch cords. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, that's uh. A really cool element of of this game that the Ocean View Motel embodies is like it's not a scary game, but it has like a scary tone. And when mm-hmm. you're in the motel, you're just like waiting for something to pop out at you, yeah. you know.
0: And nothing ever does.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't think there's any jump scares in this game at all. No, though. I don't think there are any jump scares. Uh, but it's just like creepy. It's unsettling. Yeah. Um, and there you do a little puzzle, right? In the in the motel. I don't think you do for this one. Oh, maybe maybe you, maybe you just go back immediately. I don't remember. But but I mean, at some point when you get to the Ocean View Motel, you do a lot of puzzles in there, yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty simple, but they're uh, they're atmospheric and kind of nice. Uh, yeah. What did you
0: think about the puzzles in this game in general? Uh, they're pretty simple. I don't really like think that they're anything to write home about. They're just like there to break up the gameplay. Mm. A lot of them, like when they use your. Your force, They're, like, fun. But other than that, I'm like,
1: eh. Yeah, like, there's a couple puzzles, like the Ocean View Motel puzzles, the um, Recharge, the HSA machine or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's just, like, it's just kind of walking around and looking at rudimentary stuff. It's not, like... Yeah,
0: you're not scratching your brain.
1: Yeah, like in Undertale, um, they have puzzles at one point when... Uh, you, you have to, like, you're in Alphys' area where you have to, like, move blocks to, like, open up a column to shoot one bullet to activate a switch. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And those are, like, actual puzzles. Those are, like, little kind of mini-games. But the mm-hmm. puzzles here feel just more like uh, hurdles or obstacles, yeah. which is fine because uh, they do break up the gameplay. But, uh, and, and this is an action game. It's an action third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they put puzzles in at all is nice. Um... But I think the Ocean View Motel ones work the best, where they're sort of in service of the atmosphere more so than like the force ones, which are more fun to interact with. But they're just not anything like. I feel like they don't add anything to the tone or the story. So if it, if I'm gonna do mundane puzzles, I'd rather have them be uh, just soaked in in the control atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Um, you do get the hotline eventually because mm-hmm. you get like transported, like, it, like you make a bridge, basically. You make the bridge that takes you to the hotline. And when you get the hotline, you pick it up and now your collectibles menu has the hotline. You can listen to the conversations from Trench. Mm-hmm. Hooray! <laughs> but did you notice that, um, like, they talk about, like, past directors, kind yeah. of, like, the board? Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of was, like I was like, I do have a theory that the board is, like, past directors. Okay. Uh, But I don't think you ever learn what the board is in this game. Hmm. It's just supposed to be, like, weird, creepy nonsense.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just kind of like uh, the higher-ups, the entity that knows things. They're called the board. Yeah, right. right, I get it. Uh, Um, I'm sure there's lots of theories about shit in this game. Oh, yeah. Wait, sorry, real quick. Is this... Could we talk about... Um, how this game is sort of a take on
0: SCP. We never we never talked about that. I was going to mention it, but I never did.
1: Okay, do you want to, can we touch on it right now? Sure. I mean, so like for anyone who doesn't know, what is an SCP?
0: It's uh I don't remember what they stand for. It, it
1: stands for Secure, Contain, Protect.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's it's like this website where people just go and essentially write fan fiction and uh, it's about a government entity uh a government body that uh, combats or documents and experiments with paranormal entities and yeah. other dimensions and that sort of thing. Um, so it's like a really big fan community. Um, and the It's essentially storytelling that's presented as like government documents. Uh, sort of like what Control does. Um, and there are things that are redacted. So what people will do on this website is they write a story about like um, they'll write a, a thing that's like Uh, documentation of experiment number 13. In experiment number 13, we went through this protocol to interact with redacted object, which will be referred to as, you know, uh, the shimmering
0: blue object. And when we did that... It's usually through, like, just numbers, so they'll be like, through SCP-486. Right, right. And uh,
1: it's just, it's... it's, I can see the appeal of it because it's creepy, like, reading um bureaucratic text describing an experiment where someone like disappeared to another dimension because of this random um, object or like this unknown creature uh, and I I don't know if remedy said this but it control is sometimes feels like SCP the game it basically is yeah they, they've all but said it basically sure um, so I, I think that's worth mentioning that like uh, the storytelling and the world building is all very drawn. It, it it's definitely like taking uh, inspiration from SCP, um, which uh, is kind of hit or miss in my opinion in terms of its like storytelling because it's it's like a fan community, so people take it like way too far or like don't know how to. <laughs> How to how to do stuff like uh, consistently in a certain way. Like
0: the thing about the uh, SCPs that are fun is that it because it's a, an open fan community of like hundreds of people writing about this is they'll be like, you know, I'm I'm writing about this entity and then somebody might like roll with it and be like, I'm gonna write like my own story about like incorporating this SCP, you know, thing this like toaster that bled jelly Mm. when we stabbed it and then they might write about it and might write it even more creepy and might add to it or somebody might write a story and be like no 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 that that wasn't actually what somebody was talking about like this is actually from this plane of dimension where things scream all the time Mm -hmm. and that's where it came from and like these things all live there so like this is what i'm writing about now so it's like different people uh, writing about different uh, scps um and because it's a government entity that always like is redacting everything Mm -hmm. they can really play with that and like the best authors will really have fun with that sort of model.
1: Yeah, the, the redacting like adding to the storytelling element. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, re- it's really unique. It's fun. If you want to really explore the SCP Foundation if you do not want to read about SCPs if you want to listen about them instead there's a great YouTuber called he's got a channel called The Exploring Series and he does uh, deep dives on each SCP like a bunch of them. And they can range from, like, five minutes to he has ones that are, like, an hour and a half long. Wow. And it's just him talking about each SCP. And he does a really good job talking about them because they're very, very, uh, like, relaxing in, like, the way that he talks about it. Sure.
1: Well, it's also just cool to, like, learn about people's imaginative ideas of, like, paranormal creatures and objects and dimensions and, you know, uh, events and stuff. So it's, it's fun. Um, and if you like SCPs you should play Control, if you like Control you should check out SCPs Yeah. so yeah I just wanted to mention that because I think it's worth mentioning um, this, this game does something similar with its storytelling where when you're reading documents there's a lot of stuff that is just redacted and uh, yeah. it adds to the story ironically by taking away
0: information mm-hmm. so uh, yeah that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. that uh, anyway back to Control after you get the hotline, you get... One, Jesse starts bleeding from the nose. In the cutscene. you didn't notice that. Um, uh, but you go back to Emily. And you're like... Should I tell her about... My entity living in me? And you don't. I don't know why. You just don't. <laughs> uh, and uh, you're like... We gotta go to maintenance. because to shut off. Or to fix... You gotta fix a reactor or something. And fix... Uh, some pipes because the place is going to blow up yes you're going to remove a lockdown basically um and uh uh you're like how are we going to get here then you go to an elevator and Ati like comes over and he's like I'm going to lead you to Josh in his like (laughs) very very thick Finnish accent yeah he was like he leads you to maintenance and then you're a maintenance and you uh he's like he's like come see me you're like okay um, and, yeah, and it's you, like, yay, yay. you Yay! Uh, it's actually where you do get the, like, close to here is where you get the merry-go-round. Sure. Oh,
1: yeah, you're going to his office, and Jesse sees a light, and she's like, what's that light? And then you go to it and... uh you fall through the floor. Yes. And then you're in this different area, and at the end of, like, this long, like, almost Mario Galaxy-esque stone kind of floating yeah. path area, uh there's a merry-go-round, and you walk up to it, and you
0: bind with it or whatever uh and then you get the ability to dash yeah and uh the merry-go-round like apparently would dash all over the place like so and like i I don't think anybody died but i think they were like yeah we had to like remove it from the merry-go-round because it kept going too fast (laughs) well
1: that's the other fun thing like you get into this way later in the game but you can find objects of power in the game and there's like information about how the bureau is dealing with it and like what it does yeah
0: and they they like each one has like a mind of its own Mm -hmm. and they're really really fun because you'll be like you have to you know work with each one of them's needs like they'll be like is there a containment protocol do we have to do anything with this like it's almost like they're pets. Yeah, yeah. And or like they you know, like animals. exotic animals. Yeah. We have to we have to make sure that they're happy. There's a really fun one in one of the DLCs where you're, uh, you know, you're talking to it as Jesse and like, uh, interacting with it. And I hope we get to that because it's really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Ati is happy that you got your job. It's like congratulations. You got that job. <laughs> I think he's still talking about the janitor assistant yeah, role. Yeah. It's like like he's like you. I don't even know if he. He probably knows you're the director, but he's like, I don't fucking care because you you mean nothing to me. He's such a boss. Yeah. yeah. He's like I'm over here. He's like you need to take care of clog.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a the clog, and he. I love the way he throws in like like nonsense metaphors where he's like there's a clog, and we got it with the tent and the fish trap. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and Ati's like, you know, to finish the chores so I can go on v- my vacation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. I I not leave before the chores Like he you you he starts putting up like, uh, you can go back to him every so often. and It'll start putting up like different side quests and you need to complete them so you can go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's great. And there's other
1: stuff you find later, like um again, I don't know if there's any reveal with Ati or whatever, but uh, I find a note. That was like one person talking to another person and they were like, hey, I know like, you know, uh, you're complaining about Ati, but under absolutely no circumstances are you to interfere with his day-to-day stuff. Trust me, that comes from the higher-ups. Just leave yeah. him alone. And it's like, what the fuck? Dude, he's he's just, a janitor. What? He's just some weird janitor. Like, why? He's like, do not mess with Ati's schedule at all and just do what he says. And it's just like, who is this guy? So it's fun lavati
0: Yeah. You uh, do uh, this is where you finally uh, run into like the reactor, the people below it, you finally meet some like other people. Uh, you meet Arish. Yes. Who's uh, who's like, oh you're the new director and you're like, who the fuck Yeah, <laughs> who told you? <laughs> who the fuck told you that? Who told um, you that? Stop talking about me. Um Uh and um he says like darling, what are you looking at?
1: Sorry, I was blowing out a candle.
0: Oh, okay. Status Euclid.
1: What? Anyway, nothing go on.
0: Is that from something?
1: That's from SCP that's an SCP reference. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like the status of they like status Euclid means it's like the threat is terminated. It's like status red and it's like <laughs> it's actively hostile. That's so for me.
0: Anyway, thank uh, you. Go on. Arish talks about Darling came in here like talking about some building, some fucking giant RHRA HRA. And then he was—he like stripped all his clothes off, <laughs> yeah. and then he like left. Uh, you're the new director. Can you help us with like not letting the building explode? And you're like sure. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, and then, yeah. What do you do? You stop the building from exploding. Yeah. Did you? I mean, this is where you do a couple of of side quests. Did you burn the trash? Okay, the furnace Yeah Yeah, so I, you get to the furnace room And you find an audio recording
1: of this, this woman being like This furnace is talking, listen See it talks, and it's like okay, <laughs> this this person's like getting fucked with to some degree, and I didn't. I threw a bunch of trash in the furnace. You can, I you jumped in the
0: furnace myself. Really and killed myself. Oh, yeah. you fed the furnace what it wanted. Yeah, and I died. She's I, like, I need to because the, the, the one on the recording is like, I need yeah. to get more bodies. Yeah, I need to find more more
1: volunteers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I I fucked with it for a minute, but I didn't get any sort of payoff.
0: Uh, you got to throw the. Uh, the trash, is um, uh, nuclear waste. Oh, okay. Basically, what happens when you it's throw it? It's toxic waste. You complete it and you get a uh, ability point. Oh, okay. But I like mean, the the re- this is the thing with the game. The rewards are not really like anything substantial. Like you don't get like a better gun. There aren't better guns in this. You can go to a control point and it doesn't even warn you. It'll just like. It'll be like assets, and like assets will like be have like a little red dot next to it, and you'll mm-hmm. click into it, and it'll be like shatter. You'll be like, what the fuck oh, is yeah, that? I don't know what that is. And, and, uh, or it'll be like rapid, and you'll be like, okay, it'll have like a, like a blueprint of a gun, mm-hmm. and then you, you build it, and then with like, you'll get like, this is unknown entity, and you'll just get that as like drops from enemies, yeah, um, and then, um, once you build that piece of gun, it's basically, you get like a machine gun, a sniper rifle, shotgun. Uh, shotgun, and your 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 gun, the service weapon, can change forms, Yeah, and you can have two at a time that you can put in your loadout.
1: Honestly, in my first playthrough, um, I did not even... Because, like, you get to the control points and it shows you that shit. Mm -hmm. And it's giving you all these, like, numbers and stats. And, like, I I was just like, I don't
0: care. You don't need to pay attention to your loadout at at all. Like, it's like, do you want 21% weapon damage? And I'm like, you you get, like, three slots for each gun. It's like, who the fuck cares? Like, it does not matter. No, and honestly, it's like...
1: The, the menus in the game are fine, but at this part, when you're upgrading your weapon, it's just, like, the screen feels really cluttered, where it's I just mean, it a bunch of the, information. Look,
0: we do not need to have the fucking mouse wheel for every... or the mouse, like, come on screen of, like, yeah. look, I have the... does this game do this, where it has, like, a mouse... That you then have to point everywhere. I don't think so. I think oh, it does. Just okay. press X to I cycle three. I results. was gonna have a rant about the fucking about Destiny making that popular. I agree. I don't like the wheel. They're um, not wheel. It's a like a mouse on screen. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not familiar, but when a game on console suddenly has you have like a circle, it's always a circle, Oh. and like you have to put it over a thing and then hold a button down, right. and then it'll be like you clicked, and I'll yeah. be like. Just fucking make it so that I can scroll. I have through a controller
1: in my hand. The yeah.
0: options. That, I, God, I don't think control does that. No, yeah. uh, I only want to do that in Smash Bros on a console, and that's it. <laughs> when does Smash Bros do that? Yeah, when you're selecting a character.
1: Oh yeah, right, exactly. That's when it's appropriate.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, but no, but yeah, th- this whole like menus and then like the little, it doesn't feel like it changes no. that much. So it's just like I don't want to navigate all this shit. And I, and there's like. It's good for building
0: like shatter and pierce, because mm-hmm. uh, I like pierce because it can go through shields. Mm-hmm. Well, but I'm, other than that, eh. no. It's
1: if someone would could be into it, like if you really love this game and you think the director's gun is like the coolest weapon ever, like that's it's there, it's there for you to upgrade and interact with. But for me personally, it's just a gun. Like I don't, I don't care. I just want to.
0: I was more interested. You in, want the different form, and that's probably it. Yeah, I
1: mean, I I want the option for a pistol or a shotgun. That's nice, but yeah. I don't really care. 10 percent extra damage, or yeah, uh, one in three chance you'll get a, a quicker reload. It's like, shut up! It's, it's so minimal. Like, why even include it? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I I don't I don't mean to complain about
0: having more options in a game. Yeah. It's just like it feels like it was tacked on because somebody was like, "Well, you need." yeah something some kind of progression somebody, system it, whereas like you know you play something like alan wake and it's like i just want to there's no upgrades in alan wake you just shoot the gun
1: yeah it's either you want a pistol or a shotgun that's or uh you know a different you kind of halo and it's like
0: do you want a pistol or do you want the shotgun do you yeah. want the assault rifle or the sniper rifle absolutely so it, that, that's what i wish that this game just that works um i
1: i do enjoy upgrading my telekinetic abilities though yes like that's that i do notice a change because mm-hmm. you can upgrade your health and uh obviously that makes a big difference in in combat and gameplay you can yeah. upgrade your attacking power um like that stuff i appreciate and i think works well yeah. and i felt motivated to upgrade it
0: yeah um so did you get the um shield because uh, you can get the shield at this point
1: no, I must have like the pull up a wall yes. of rocks. I must have missed that
0: on this playthrough,
1: but I I got it on my last playthrough. Okay, because
0: it's in this area. You go to an area with field training. Oh, and yes. you can find a guy who's very bored while he's talking on a mic, and he's like, "All right, Ranger, get ready <laughs> to go and do your best," mm-hmm. and you got to go through this obstacle course, and you can actually find a letter uh, 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 from him that's like excuse me I did not authorize this take being used (laughs) I thought we were going to go back and redo it which is why I talked this way (laughs) I can't believe that you use this take because it sounds terrible and I will not be held responsible for like how shitty this tit this sounds so you better let me redo it and it's like very clearly they were like we just need a fucking person to introduce this. We do not give a shit. Yeah. And they're not going to spend the money to redo the take. Right, yeah. They're just like, fuck it. Whatever you say, we're going to go with it, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, you that. go through this obstacle course. Then once you get to the end, you, get a, you can bind a safe to yourself. And the safe gives you a, a power that you pull rocks up from the ground. And then you have a shield. hmm and you're invulnerable while it does it. And it's not the most useful ability. Yes. I don't really use it that often. And they added with the DLC, I don't know if it's just in the, in the game or if you need it, need the DLC to get it. They added a, an ability called Shield Rush, where if you um, dash while the shield is up, the shield will hit people and hurt them. It's very similar to the melee where I was like, I don't need this. Mm -hmm. I just did it for an achievement. Yeah. I was like, this is not... Like, the shield you hold up because you're like, I'm taking a lot of fire and I need to get to cover. Yeah. Um, So, or, you know, like you were talking about, I need to go grab some health. So you pull up the shield and then you... Run to health and then you run back. Yeah. You know.
1: But but even then, like, I think the game doesn't encourage you to play defensively all that much. I I think you defending yourself does not kill the enemies. So the goal of every combat is to is to kill the enemies. It's not like a stealth game where you have the option to take enemies out in different ways. You have to shoot them or force them, whatever
0: every time. It's not like Doom where it's like you're gonna get health back from Finding enemies as soon as you kill them. It's like, if the the health bits don't come to you, you can just die right away. Right.
1: So, yeah, the the defensive option of a shield... uh, I mean, even, like, you can't attack anyone when you do it, Mm -hmm. so there's no really... It's like I'm yeah cool I'm not my health is not getting put down, but I'm not making any progress yeah so it it just feels fluffy.
0: I mean know? the shield is fucking cool.
1: it looks it, cool. it, it looks you're... awesome. it feels awesome mm-hmm. definitely I agree with you it's a really cool it's again, it's impressive that they just integrated it into the game
0: especially because it's again you're you are just taking bits out of the ground mm-hmm. and pulling them up to block bullets.
1: yeah it's impressive it's just. I don't think the gameplay is very, like, constructed around it.
0: Yeah. Well, you can get, like, mind takeover powers. That's useful, yeah. And then hold up the shield that way. Like, uh, force an enemy to work for you later in the game and Mm -hmm. then hold up the shield and then defend yourself like that. But it takes so long for that to activate and it only activates on like lower health enemies right away yeah. that that's why shield can just become more of a uh, of a detriment mm-hmm. than something that you really want to integrate into your playstyle
1: i think people who play video games will always find the most straightforward and effective way to make progress yeah even in a really fun and really well presented game like control i think most people wouldn't want to use the shield Um, And even though the possess enemies and make them fight for you option is a good option, um, Mm -hmm. like it it can help in combat and stuff, like you said, it takes too long to get to, to where you're better off just shooting someone for for efficiency's sake. So it's like these options are cool, but why would I go with them when I just can shoot and throw things and shoot and throw things? Yeah,
0: I know that like... uh a couple of people that I listened to on podcasts said that they said that they didn't get the shield and it made their life harder. Hmm. I'm like, I feel like dash is more useful than the shield. I would agree with you. So I mean, maybe I, I guess you never got the later parts of the game, so maybe you might go back and be like, okay, I need to look up where the shield is. Sure. I mean, if you're
1: out of if you're waiting for your gun to recharge and you are just getting swarmed by enemies to the point where you don't just want to burn through your telekinetic um, like energy bar. Yeah. Maybe the shield is a good option to wait for your gun to come back. Um, but yeah, I, I I couldn't see myself feeling like I need to rely on it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should go back. Go I will. For, uh, before the next episode and go get it and then we'll see how combat for, changes sure. for you.
1: No, definitely. I mean, for this playthrough, because I had played it once before, like, that's the thing with this game, too, is it? I did feel like I wanted to explore the first time I played it and find everything and take in the world.
0: <laughs> I found everything, but I had time. Yeah, right. I, mean, I beat this, or I got to the stopping point on, like, Friday or Saturday, <laughs> which well, usually doesn't happen. I usually, like, play it up to the last minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game, really, it's not... If you just want to progress and beat it, it it, it doesn't take that long. No, it's, it's, it's pretty like quick.
0: 10, 12 hours.
1: Yeah, like I was playing it to complete it this time around. I wasn't like worried about getting all the details and stuff because I I'd already seen them once before. Um, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, I'm already here. Mm-hmm. I took me like I felt like it took me like six hours to get here last point. It's been three, you know. Yeah. Um, but just that it, I think is a compliment to the game that you want to see what it has to offer and all these nooks and crannies.
0: Yeah. And the, and the side stuff is all like really cool. Like I like reading about all, all the stuff it's, it's super flavorful Mm -hmm. and it's not like, um, uh, it does feel like with, um, Bioshock, a lot of the stuff is on the way. A lot of this stuff is like out of the way. So it is like encouraging you to uh, explore and find those hidden bits Mm -hmm. because that's where the meat is.
1: Totally. And, and that's clearly where, like, the writers and game designers had the most um, chance to do, like, fun, unique stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you, What do you think about, like... Um, I feel as though this game encourages you to explore rather than stay on a linear path. Yeah. But on my first playthrough, I found myself getting a little turned around with areas where... Okay, am I supposed to be here yet? Like, I feel like I would find areas, because they're just open... Um where I, I I would like get a little lost or like fight enemies and then not get any sort of like prompt and be like, Oh was I not supposed to come this way? I feel way? like
0: that only happens later in the game when you have more access to the um all the key cards, but mm. also there aren't very many optional key card areas. Mm. Um I actually looked it up online because I was like as I was getting the key cards, I'm like, what doors open for me then that I can go back and get stuff for? Cause it's very Metroid. There's only maybe yeah. like five or six areas in the game and you keep going back to them, um, with the key cards or with like levitate or, uh, or force, you know, to, to get through them. Um, and there's not very many, hmm. okay. uh, like of the new key card doors. So, but, uh, to your point, I do think the map in this game is garbage. Totally. It's horrible. Yeah. And I, I don't know I there was a, a big argument about like the Metroid Dread map and being like this map is like really hard to read. I felt like the Metroid Dread map was not that hard to read. Like it had a lot of like you know oh you you know this is a missile tank this is a this type of door that can be opened with this you know weapon that you know blah 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 Maybe it's because I've always been good with my sense of direction, and I've mm-hmm. always been good at, like, remembering in games. Like, I just started up Assassin's Creed Valhalla again the other day, mm. and I haven't played that game in probably a year. But, like, as soon as, like, I got into it, it took me, like, a second to be like, the controls are this, and then I was like, okay, I'm back. Like, I know I what to do. <laughs> it's like riding a bike. You know, Um, I also played that game for 100 hours, so, I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, so, I mean... But I, I don't know I've always been good with my sense of direction um, but I do use maps in games but this map is just terrible and like <laughs> the it's like a layered map on top of itself it's yeah. like it'll be like dead letters and then below like below dead letters is like another area or on top of dead li- letters is another area but it's not showing you the path to that area mm-hmm. like a Metroid map would It'll just be like a, a bird's eye view of the area. And then your character Jesse is just a little arrow that will go through this kind of blueprintish uh, bird's eye view of it. And you'll be like, I don't know if I went down the right corridor yeah. because this is on like, I know that this place is above this area. So I don't know if that hallway that I just went through was that hallway or that will lead to the correct area or if it's just one that leads to another area. Yeah, it's really bad. And
1: you're you're trying to get to the waypoint, which is a yellow dot on the map. Mm-hmm. And so you're just trying to like move Jesse to the waypoint and you think you're there or you're close. But you're like, I can't get to that part. Why
0: can't I get to that part? Like there And like, like I guess it's flavorful because of the oldest house and like people getting lost in it, but I'm like I want that to be in the background. I don't want yeah. that to be in my video game.
1: Well it's, the thing is it's not fun. Like yeah. there's nothing fun about where the fuck do I go.
0: Like you get it's fun to get lost in like Resident Evil because that's scary. Mm. But this game isn't scary. It's 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 foreboding, but it's, it's foreboding, but it's not scary, no. so
1: well and the thing is too, you're getting lost they're they're giving me a map, the player. They're giving mm-hmm. the player a map. So they want me to know where I'm supposed to go. Like they're yeah. giving me this tool, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> like yeah. so it's frustrating. It's not like, oh, they're intentionally Keeping the direction vague so that I have a sense of fear. It's like I'm I'm looking at a broken thing. Yeah, it's and, not
0: like, you know, you play The Last of Us and you'll be like, I'm not given a map in The Last of Us, right. but the level design in The Last of Us is such is laid out in such a way that I know where to move, mm-hmm. just simply because it's well designed. Yeah, and this is like a nonsense house, so you get lost in it because it's a nonsense house. And and.
1: That's cool, but it it translates to frustration for yeah. the player. Like, I think the way they could have solved it is, like you said, if you select like this is my mission on the map, do it Metroid style, where they highlight the route that you're supposed to go. Well, they don't highlight it
0: in Metroid unless you're playing. No, they don't. They never highlight it in an indie game. I don't think. Um, but I wish that it was a better designed map. Sure. Maybe, maybe making it more like a metroid where it has squares i I don't know maybe that wouldn't be as flavorful, but like sometimes form is better or sometimes function is better over form
1: no, you know i i agree i th- I think, yeah, a big problem with the map is it's just like a jumble of shapes, there's no yeah. symmetry or geometry to it, it's just like literally the level laid out from a bird's eye view, which is like I can see why they made that decision. It's like pretty straightforward, but they designed a video game level for like a government, like you said, a government madhouse. So it doesn't it's not always easy to identify things from a bird bird's eye view with just white lines. Yeah. There, there's no like gradient on the map or like different coloring it's
0: just like straight white lines. It's white and yellow. Yellow to highlight where you have to go to and white is outlining the building itself. Right, and it's like,
1: give me one floor at a time, you know? yeah. Give, Give me like different color coding for different rooms or make it like make it not a mini map like that's another problem is you push up on the d-pad and the mini map appears in the bottom left hand side of your screen which first of all it's fucking huge yeah it's it's not a mini map it is a huge fucking map taking up a third well, of the screen it's not even a mini map it's
0: the whole it's the only map
1: yeah yeah it's the only map do it like breath of the wild or like any like open world game like assassin's creed where you can go to a map screen where it takes up the whole screen mm-hmm. and you can really look like okay here's where i'm at Here's where I need to go. Instead of just a mini-map being the only map in the game where you have to, like, stand up and lean forward and look yeah. at your, the bottom corner of your TV. I mean, I
0: have a 55-inch screen, but even I'm like, what the... F- where am I?
1: Yeah, because it's, it's not meant to be seen, like, large scale. It's meant to be, like, a compressed version of a map. So when you take all this fucking sprawling government building compressed to just, like, lines in a corner, it's just like, what am I looking at? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know... And it and it it's frustrating too because you don't realize it until you need it. Yeah. It like you're like, oh I'm lost.
0: What's the map? Oh the map is up in the deep. Like place. I got lost when you had to return here. I was like, where am I trying to go?
1: Yeah. And you, you're like, let me check the map and you look and you're like, this is not helpful at all.
0: No, and oftentimes it'll be like, Oh, you have to go to this part of the map which uh, we're pointing to the left hand corner of the yeah. screen which you have to go to but actually to get there you have to go to the right hand side and then you'll go like underneath everything to yeah. get to the left hand side you're like I'm glad that the game told me that
1: yeah right it's 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 so poorly conveyed yeah and it, it's like I, I have to,
0: like Metroid you know Metroid will often be like hey you know especially the Prime games we'll say like um you can disable it, but they'll have a... If you get lost after a while, it'll be like... Uh, sensing a power fluctuation in this area. Mm-hmm. And you'll mm-hmm. be like, okay. And then you'll just get, like, the little cube mappy thing f- it, that highlights. And you you'll be like, okay. Um, I think I can maybe make it over to there. But, like, it'll be like, oh, actually to get over there, you have to... Go through the lava area now that you have the lava suit, um, and then that will lead up into the ice area that uh, you're trying to get to. You're like, how the fuck (laughs) was I supposed to know that? Yeah, this game wants to be Metroid, but it's but even Metroid games stumble with conveyance unless they're 2D. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think this kind of game, the number one thing that people complain about the most is the maps. The like maps in navigation, the difficulty. Yeah. yeah. So it's,
0: I would. I saw s- people complimenting this maps in 2019. I was like, really? "What the
1: fuck is wrong with you?" I mean, they conveyed the whole map in a mini map. I Maybe love this game, like. and
0: this game has a shit map. I agree. This map is awful. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Remedy, but uh, fucking Mad World is a better map. Than this <laughs> I thought Mad World's map was awful too. Yeah. Well, Mad World. The other thing too is. Mad
1: World makes the map pop it's like in a bubble mm-hmm. in control it's just like semi-transparent over whatever you're looking at so even if, if the screen is cluttered if, if you bring up the map and it's over like a control console like that Jesse is standing in front of that also can be like more visual clutter to try to sift through you have yeah. to like tilt the camera to a blank wall and then bring up the map mm-hmm. so fuck you Remedy fuck you Alan Wake but no. If there's one thing I would I, I would say this game could be could improve upon, yeah. it's it's the map. And I wouldn't say that's a nitpick. I would say that's a legitimate flaw. Yeah. But I love the the game still. But anyway,
0: speaking of flaw, what did you think of the clog? <laughs> <laughs> a flaw in the system of and security of the oldest house. Yeah, uh, I mean it's just a big wall of shit,
1: but you <laughs> shoot it and it goes
0: away. It is funny though. Yeah, no. they, they're like she's like talking to the clog. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like the that, that like you were saying before. Like people are like don't fuck with Adi. Yeah, whatever he wants, fucking do what he says, because he's like my old enemy. The clog yeah. is back. <laughs> my old friend. Yeah, and it's like, what? <laughs> and then you like it's this. This otherworldly entity that is just this shit and trash. <laughs> it's just a pile of mud, yeah. Yeah, that, that is like taking it, like, he's like, it wants to get in. We want it in. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like the idea that Ahti uh, has to just be like, I'm going to fucking kill these nodes to make this clog go back every so often.
1: Right, yeah, it just
0: not, has to do it.
1: <laughs> it's not like there's a permanent fix. It's like just every once in a while it comes up and you got to shoot it and send it back. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that, and that's that's fun too because uh, that's one of the missions where it's not. It, it it's like you're directly dealing with a paranormal entity, um, but it's in like a mundane kind of way. Yeah. It, it's it's not like this thing is gonna you know destroy the world. Yeah, it's like oh, it's, it's like this it's, thing it's a
0: It probably will destroy the PC if we don't work on it. But mm-hmm. you know, we just need to shoot it and yeah. it'll go away.
1: For now, just send it back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that's fun. I you know you could almost do a whole like TV show just around Ati and yeah. a, a janitor in a facility like this. You People know? Are
0: like he's Finnish. I don't understand his accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. Uh, the subtitles to read this. I don't want to read
1: this. Well, he speaks Finnish sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if assuming that's the language, I don't know what Finnish sounds pretty like. Pretty sure it's Finnish. Yeah, he'll just like switch from English to Finnish, which adds to like the surrealness of his character, where you're just yeah. like. He's saying nonsense in English, and then he's speaking a language I don't understand at all. And then there's, back to nonsense. There's
0: also if you if you're going to an area with like his side missions, mm-hmm. you'll find his janitor like Bob bucket, and it'll have a radio with him singing in Finnish. Yeah, and it's just like it's, it sounds awesome. And they they did a they did like a remix for it at like the Game Awards, huh. and it's just a, you know a guy being like, you're <laughs> like oh my god, this sounds great. That's awesome. And he'll he'll like sing every so often. You'll like walk past Ati in his office, and he'll be like humming to himself. And you're like oh.
1: Well, that it's, it's also cute. it's just like atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Like it, the, that's the first thing you see. You're in this empty office when you start the game, and the first thing you hear is like. Faint singing, and it's Ati singing, and it's just like very like dreamlike. Yeah. Um, Do you know? uh, Does Remedy do motion capture for all the main characters in this game? So Ati in the game, that's what the actor looks like in real life. I think so. Okay, cool. I'm just curious because I know like with Jesse they did that, with Trench they did that, and with they did that in Alan Wake as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never know like. What the, what the parameters of that are if they do that for everyone. But.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, was it, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, the ending of this is kind of boring. You, like, fixing all the generators and stuff. Yeah. Just kind of, like, throw stuff in. It's the middle of the game, yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, And then um, you got to go back um, and uh, talk to Emily. Eventually she does... She, re- she kind of dumps a bunch of exposition Jesse does because she eventually talks about her entity she calls Polaris mm-hmm. a guiding star uh, yeah That's what and they said. Um, she reveals about uh, she reveals that she's here for Dylan that she's uh, she's like when we were kids in ordinary we found a slider projector and it l- l- opened portals to other dimensions. And like uh, literally exactly what yeah. she says. She's like, and uh, we—that's uh, how I think I got Polaris to meet me and Dylan, and Polaris is like with me now. Blah blah blah, um, and uh, apparently, uh, according to Emily, Trench and Darling were involved in the ordinary incident.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's like, ooh, okay. mystery.
1: And on uh, one other quick thing. You're, as you're going throughout the game, you find notes and like logs and mm-hmm. um, implications and stuff that people say like, Trench and Darling have been acting really weird lately and they've been yeah. kind of short with each other, so you don't know what
0: that's about. Yeah. so It's cool. Um, uh, she also, Emily also reveals that uh, Dylan was classified as a prime candidate, whatever, <gasps> whatever that means. We don't know what that means yet. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, you should go to Marshall because they might know more. So Marshall's in research. So you go to, to go to research. Mm-hmm. Research is interesting because it's this giant, giant like vertical area that you know later it's like all oh, the potato's super fun in here. Mm. But like it's, it's just this giant like e- you could easily fall off of it. Like there's no handrails whatsoever. It's just this giant trench in the bottom. Um, there's like the cafeteria down there. Um, I think Darling has like intro videos at the beginning where he's like, this is where the fun happens Yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah, you walk in and he's like, this is the heart of the house or whatever Yeah uh, Oh, well, so welcome, but only if you're authorized to be here If you're not authorized to be here, please leave or whatever he yeah. says um, Or if you have proper clearance Did you go to his office? Uh, in research? Mm-hmm.
0: It's is at it, the very top floor uh, No, I did not then okay. I, I might have on my last playthrough... He rambles about the HRAs. And he's, like, really tired and disheveled. And he's like, okay, so, um... You guys, I built a thing. This is called an HRA. You have to wear them. Uh, (laughs) Some people are really concerned that, um... We are using these to monitor you. (laughs) That's... Don't. We're not monitoring you. That's fine. Uh, Not with these anyway. We are monitoring you, but I mean, like, you're... No, uh, these are to protect you. That's awesome. You just just wear the HRA. If you're not wearing an HRA, it'll be quick and painless. (laughs) He's like, like, there's something coming, and you need to wear this, and if you don't, don't worry about it. (laughs) Just... Do what I said. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, did, I know you didn't explore that much. Not this playthrough. In through. the bottom of research, you can hear uh, the Poets of the Fall, which you might know from Alan Wake as the Old Gods of Asgard. Oh, okay. They, their Poets of the Fall are... Uh, oh, the band. The band. Yeah. They, they were stylized as the Old Gods of Asgard in Alan Wake they're in every game I think that Remedy has done besides Quantum Break. Um, they did, like, uh, I think starting with Max Payne 2, they did the credit song for Max Payne 2. Cool. Uh, and they did, in they they are a real-life band that is then sometimes just, like, brought in as a in-game band. But in this game, they are literally playing as themselves, Poets of the Fall, and uh, uh, there's like a experiment in the bottom that's like talking about like, how do you feel when you hear this about this song? And you can listen to just the full song that they made. Oh, cool. So, that they made for the game.
1: I think I, think I did encounter that on my first playthrough. You said that's in the cafeteria?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. like in the bottom of it.
1: Yeah, I, I think I did because I, I was, I, I think I remember just sitting there waiting for the song to it's just cool. like, is this just a song?
0: Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's nice Easter egg. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, they're, they are a Finnish band, so...
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, yeah. Is Remedy, like, based in Finland or something?
0: I don't remember. I'll look real quick, but... Yeah. You go through... Uh, while I look, you can describe... How is Parapsychology, where you go through, where you have to find uh, um, Marshall?
1: Uh, so, yeah, Parapsychology... Um. Every every department in this game is fun. Like
0: they are Finnish. They are
1: okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, every department is fun. Like there's parapsychology. There's like, um, which like, first of all, you're like, what does that look like? What does that mean? Like, where where does, where what what does a branch of this building called parapsychology do? Like, what do they accomplish? They do
0: experiments. Exactly. They're monitor shit.
1: And it's awesome. And uh, you get to, like, one part later, which, sorry, I don't mean a tangent too much, but it, was it, like, luck
0: research or something? Yeah, that's at the end. Yeah. They're, like, f- trying to find out, like, how luck works. Yeah. And experimenting with, like, four-leaf clovers. Horseshoes. Horseshoes. Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff from different cultures. Like,
1: So it's, like, cool that you hear, like, okay this is a parapsychology wing and your your mind just gets going like you know what is what goes on here and then the game answers that question that lays it all out for you very yeah.
0: very bioshock-esque you you see like dif- you can actually find like hiss that are trapped in cells mm-hmm. so it's like so did they know that they were here yeah what
1: was this someone in a cell that then got possessed by the hiss or was it Someone that was possessed by the hiss that was put in a cell.
0: Yeah, and you'll like you'll like walk around. You'll see like these are like mannequins, and like some of them will be like tipped over, mm. in like a thing, or like a, like you know you'll find like a room that like uh, the glass is like all shattered out, and like there will be like all a bunch of mannequins that are like tipped over, and then on on one side and one of them where they're like all standing up, and you're like, what the fuck is happening?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like all unsettling yeah it's, it's really cool like the the best parts of the game are when you see like the experiments that they're doing mm-hmm. um, cause that it just again it just gets your imagination going like yeah. what could possibly be going on here you
0: find uh, the astral spike which we haven't mentioned they're like the one enemy that's in the astral plane they're just balls of like nothing yeah. that are just have like a bunch of ship flying around it's them. It's like
1: balls of fluctuating debris just like twitching and coming at you yeah
0: and they and you, they like they just go towards you
1: you can't kill them right no
0: yeah they they and like actually like you find like one thing early on like for them in parasychology, where it's just like we found blah 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 in the in the bed and you're like what And then you walk into the other room and you're like what yeah. Cause you, because you you've ex- experienced these before in the astral plane and you find like a a note that said, like, one must have just, like, hitchhiked on somebody's mind yeah. when they exited.
1: What do they say? Like a fuke hitchhike or
0: something. Yeah. yeah. And you have to trap it so that you can leave. Mm-hmm.
1: No, the, the first time I played this, when you walk in that room, because you just walk in a, its containment room, mm-hmm. and then it comes at you... It's like, okay, oh, what the fuck, what do I do? Okay. And I was, like, running around, throwing shit at it,
0: shooting it. They even, like, they put, like, all this stuff around it that it's all just paper mm-hmm. to make it look like the astral plane. Because yeah. they're like, we want it to, like, be comfortable, in it's home. Yeah, we want like, to... Like, you fucking... Th- I mean, I get that a hitchhike, but it's like... You're trapping it in this area. Yeah, and it's. It is, I don't. I mean, it's like an animal. You don't know if it's like intelligent or not. Mm-hmm. It, it's just moving towards you, just twitching and wrecking shit in its path. And it makes like a sound, like it just makes like garbled noise mm-hmm. as it like floats towards you. And it's like if it gets towards you, it's just like. Yeah. you <laughs> like,
1: oh my god, what? It's creepy. Um, like it's. It's, again, it's very nightmarish. It's like just a mass of danger just coming at you mm-hmm. uh, slowly. Yeah. Uh, it's like a interdimensional slasher villain. It's not fun. No, but yeah, you, you have to do this little thing where it'll follow you, so you lead it into a room, and then you run out of the room, and then you push a button, and a door closes, and it's, it's sealed in
0: yeah. yeah. So then you can leave, and Jesse's like, why were they keeping that here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is a fair question. Yeah, uh, did you get the light ray box to get uh, mind control powers? Uh, no, I, I did on my first playthrough, not on this playthrough. Yeah. But that part's uh, cool because there's a a bunch yeah. of like hiss that are all like staring at this uh, like light ray box when you walk in, and a light ray box is like an X-ray machine. Yeah, and uh, when you walk toward it, um, it. Uh, uh uh you can eventually like go and touch the light ray box and then utilize a tutorial for for um controlling enemies, which you just like when an enemy is low on health, you can take it over and bring it to your to your side. It's mm-hmm. kind of a useful power. You can move around while you use it unlike like shield. But then once you get out of the astral plane tutorial, all that is are just dead. Yeah. And it's like oh
1: <laughs> no it's it's awesome because this is the only time at this point in the game where enemies aren't attacking you like it's it's just yeah. really like
0: you can just walk onto them,
1: yeah, and it's awesome you can you can kill them even before mm-hmm. you um get the mind control power um and it's just really like I love the way that they say that it's like a little preview of what um, yeah. this this ability that you're about to get, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love the parts. Yeah, good conveyance and and uh, unsettling too. Yeah. So good conveyance and unsettling; those are the the terms to describe this yeah. game the best.
0: Uh, and then this is where eventually you have to like defend an elevator, um, cleanse a control point to like get up to Marshall. Once you get up there, there's like a bunch of people up there, um, who are all like defending this area. You can tell that they're all, like, exhausted. They look, like, super tired. They're like, ugh. Um, and they're like, why do we have to do this? Bah, bah, bah. Um, and they're, I guess they're just trying to, like, go and rescue people Yeah. that are, um, that are trapped, like, in different areas. Um, and it kind of sucks, because it's like, like, you never, you don't think about it, but, like, these people look like World War II combatants, because they're all in, like, 1940s and 50s stuff. Yeah. Um. They they have like like Marshall has like a, a an LMG, but it's like whoa. Like these people like have to go into the fire because yeah. they don't know what's gonna be at this like their place of business. Yeah. Right. And or not business uh, work. You know. And they all have to.
1: They have to do it with like analog technology. <laughs> they don't. They don't even have like walkie talkies. Yeah.
0: I think they can have walkie talkies.
1: They they have like a wall mounted. Um, Communicator device. Maybe yeah. they have walkie. I mean, walkie-talkies were around in World War II. So,
0: yeah. Um, did you did you see the rubber duck? Yes, I did. I love the rubber duck. Can you interact with it at all? Uh. Maybe I. I Want to say you do interact with the rubber duck, if even if it's a side quest at some point. You well, when you walk up to it,
1: it's just a rubber duck in like a cage, like behind bulletproof glass. Yes. And you listen to an audio recording where um, someone is like, okay, uh, commencing test number one with the, the duck. I'm going to try to communicate with it. <laughs> she's like, quack if you understand me. She's like, no response. And uh, she's <laughs> like, I'm going to uh, you know, try a standard, uh, uh, elect- a small amount of electricity on it. And then you hear like electric, electric going like going. She's like, no response. I'm doing a standard Bunsen burner. And she's like burning the duck. and She's like, okay, still no response. And she's like, I'm <laughs> pouring acid on it or whatever. And she's like, still no response. Uh, so that in- concludes this session. We'll have to think of some more tests. And she's like, what? <laughs> and it's just a rubber duck sitting there. So uh, I don't know if it comes. I love back. the rubber duck. Does it? Does it? Is there more to? I it want it to say the ru-
0: there's more to the rubber duck. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I remember there's. I feel like there was because when I walked to it, I'm like. I feel like there's more with this rubber
1: dock. Yeah, it was it was visually conveyed slightly that it's like off or something. Like there's that little like streakiness to yeah. it.
0: I do like that hallway that you go through because it's like blocked on either side by like doors mm-hmm. or by windows and all the windows have like mannequins in them and they're like not of all of them are lit very well. So it's like really creepy yeah. and like Right in, uh, right ahead of you is like an area where there's a bunch of people fighting and it's all red because of the hiss. Mm-hmm. So it's like really creepy on like two different factors. Right,
1: it's you have these fake people and then real danger right ahead. Yeah, no, so, definitely. I, it was a smart choice to bring mannequins into this game because mannequins are just fucking creepy.
0: Yeah, um, you do that punch card puzzle, mm-hmm. which is kind of whatever. It's fine. They're like. They're like oh darling must have meant something by these punch cards They're like I don't know what these mean And they're like (laughs) there's numbers on the sides of the punch card machines The genius darling he could mean anything with this I'm like there's literally numbers a child could do this
1: (laughs) Stupid game don't you see it What's that character's name? Marshall Marshall you stupid idiot Don't you see the things on the whiteboard? Yeah. You fucking stupid moron, it's right there. Come on. I'm an incompetent loser playing a video game. And the director of...
0: has to solve this. Right. It's we need so the director for this one. Yeah. Um, eventually, you do solve the punch card puzzle and you ask Marshall about Dylan. She's like, We'll talk after <laughs> you get <laughs> back from Blackrock. Do this mission first. Because you go up to this, you, you're trying to go get Blackrock to make the HRAs. Because black rock can block the hiss, and black rock—you've seen it before. It's like what is uh, in the like safe or what the doors to the safe rooms, and like a lot of the FBC just in general is like made out of black rock. Mm-hmm. It's like the only, the only thing that'll block a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. It—it's just this this magical material that you can use yeah. that will block creepy, otherworldly garbage. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, and uh, you you need it. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, you need it because uh, the Hs, the giant HSA device HRA's. Excuse me, yes HRA device. Um, it's it's like that's the power source of it is, is BlackRock,
0: correct? No, you need it just because your HRA, like the you need to make more for people. Oh, sure. pe- they're trying to get people out of the safe rooms, but they can't get them out of the safe rooms because they don't have enough BlackRock. To Be able to make HRAs for them. That's so right. they're like, okay, can we get more Blackrock so that we can then go and make more HRAs to get people out of the safe rooms mm-hmm. so they don't die to the hiss right away or get taken over or whatever. That's right. Um, Thank you. Sorry, yeah. I, I forgot exactly. So, what it was. Um, yeah, uh, this is where I got lost. Going to Blackrock Quarry? Yeah. Oh, you were talking about a large HRA. There, uh, Darling talks about on a video I did write that he's talking about a large HRA. He's like, I built a big HRA, blah, blah, blah. But it's very vague at this part. You don't run into that video until li- later on.
1: Yeah, but you do run into the big HRA here. Isn't that what you're powering nah,
0: No. Okay. You're not. There's not a big HRA yet.
1: Okay so that big, that big machine was the HRA creator not like a big HRA No the itself. big
0: HRA uh, you have not seen it if it exists
1: so Brian. then what does the I, what what does the when you're in the room with Marshall doing the punch card puzzle
0: you're trying to turn on a big machine what are you trying to turn on it's a it's to make black rock pyramids I guess which form the foundation of the black rock that will
1: that would power the individual people, uh, HRAs. I guess. Okay, sure. I, I was just. Con- I thought it was a big HR uh,
0: machine. No, it's basically just. We gotta go get the MacGuffin.
1: Yeah, we so. gotta. I'll tell you about your brother after you do this kind of padding mission first.
0: Yeah. So.
1: But this part is cool.
0: But it. I mean. It is and it isn't because this is where I got frustrated because you have to go back to maintenance and I was like I don't know where the fuck to go. Yeah. This is where we got into... This is where I was going to rant about the map, but we already ranted about the map. So the map is bad, the, so finding BlackRock processing is You hard. should
1: just play the map rant at this part again. <laughs> yeah. Edit it again.
0: If this was a video, I would do that, Yeah. it's not. Um, so it's frustrating. It's annoying. Um, uh, you do go through BlackRock processing, and uh, I re- do really like... Um, It's the first time you, like, run into, like, the big, like, like, big old, like, uh, like, Blackrock, like, like, transitions. Because, uh, you, you go up to the Blackrock, like, maintenance processing area. And you, uh, go to the hotel again, because you, uh, hit the light switch cord. And then you get teleported to the hotel. And you do a puzzle in there to then get a bridge to form to Blackrock Processing. So, right. um, like that big like Blackrock area, it's like these giant stone Blackrock like uh, doors just open, and they open vertically. Mm-hmm. But they're not even doors; they're just like giant stones that go up. Mm-hmm. and then when you get to the areas in between them because they're transition areas on the other sides like on the left and right there's no handholds and it's just blackness like infinity and it they've talked about like thresholds and thresholds are like areas in the oldest house where they're like another dimension has seeped in and the black rock uh Area is like another dimension. Yeah, they that is say let it, in. It's like the most stable
1: threshold. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like
0: you can find at this point. You could find the mold one, but yeah. you can't really go. There's a side mission with mold, which we won't talk about here. It's cool though. Uh, but it's because it's really hard. You can't really do it yet. Um, there's a bunch of mold all over the place. That's like seeping in, and you have to like explore this, like, mold threshold Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, get pieces of mold to help you.
1: And what's cool is, like, they give a lot of, like, explanation for what that mold is and, like, how it functions and stuff. Like, they they really build it up where it feels like you could... That could be the main antagonist of an entirely different game, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: But, yeah, so it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Thresholds are weird. And Mm -hmm. it's cool that they're, like... They're just other dimensions that are just... Bleeding into this place. I don't know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah, no, there's uh, like the concept of objects of power and thresholds. Mm -hmm. Like every. There's so many elements of this game that warrant their own. You could write a whole book series about them or do a whole TV show about them or an anthology movie series or whatever. So
0: it's all cool. You do find Arish, and he talks about with his team fighting something that was really hard to fight. And you fight a screamy lady, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's a lady, Uh, it's a hiss distorted. It's like a banshee. What what did you think about that? I mean, up to this point there's been like one other thing, which is like the hiss warped, Mm -hmm. which is a guy who uses like tornado physically powers to throw like rocks at you. Mm -hmm. And he's not that difficult. No. He's just got like a shield that he uses. And other than that, most of the hits are kind of boring, other than, like, the floaty guy Mm -hmm. that Tomasi is. Um, The other guys are just like, it's a sniper, and it's a grenader. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's fun to be like, I'm going to throw the grenades back at him. But there's not much to talk about with them. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, this distorted is, like, really fucked and weird.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a... It's it's fun. They build up to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they say, like you know, my uh, Arnish or Arnish um, Arish, excuse me, thank you, Arish um, says uh, like, yeah, my my uh, you know, soldiers or whatever were saying that there's a monster around the corner, like there's a monster in the other room, and then you know, you're like, well, that's the way I gotta go, so I gotta fight him, and then you walk and there's like dead bodies everywhere and like low light and stuff, so you're like, oh maybe there is a monster here, and then you're looking at this thing and Jesse's like what the fuck and then all of a sudden this thing just appears behind you yeah uh, It's like screeching and it has like big what looks like bad wings And then you shoot at it, and then it just completely vanishes Yeah, and you're like oh fuck and then you can
0: kind of follow like a mist trail mm-hmm. um, With it it's pretty hard to see though Yeah, it's, and even when you try to shoot it it's hard to hit I, When it's invisible when it's invisible, yeah. I, I didn't try to shoot it when it when it was invisible. You can and it'll become visible, but again it's it's very difficult and I don't recommend it. This is actually the most useful use of the shield. Sure. I I mean,
1: I didn't have the shield at this part. My strategy was run away and then just wait. And then if you wait, you can see when the mist is kind of getting close to you. And then when uh, the mist gets close. I just ready a projectile to throw at it. And then when the the um, banshee thing appears, I throw the projectile and start shooting it. And most of the time it wouldn't hit me. Nice. So
0: Because um, I would just wait till it would become visible, but I would hold the shield up so it wouldn't do any damage to me. Sure. And then I would unload on it. Yeah. But it looks fucked because it's like uh, something that, like a person that's had its, like, uh, like, chest just opened up. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, skin flaps are, like, making, like, wings. It looks fucked. It's, it looks like a, like, Silent Hill-esque. It looks like a blood eagle, if you know what that is. Uh, no, what is that? A blood eagle is... Nobody knows if they actually did do them or not, but there are, like, legends about them. Vikings would, um, uh, would, uh, Open up somebody's skin and then open up their rib cage Ugh. and then uh, let them bleed out as they like forcibly ripped their rib <laughs> cage open <laughs> that... and then just let them sit there. Actually, in um midsummer with the one, oh, character, yes. that, yeah, that the one character that the one character finds yeah. that's a blood eagle totally yeah. oh my god.
1: Uh, well, this this does look it looks like that yeah it's yeah. it's creepy like you said it's fucked. Um, it's a great enemy design and you know the implication with all of the hiss that you fight is that these are people these are people that got possessed by the hiss so it's like yeah it's just nightmarish to think like this was somebody's fate and now yeah. they're they're resided to that and i have to kill them yeah uh, but yeah and it's not like it's it's a nice change of pace too because it's not this is a moment when it's not just run shoot throw run shoot throw like you actually have to think about like how what's the best way to combat this thing yeah Uh, unlike with the tornado hiss enemy where it's just like i just have to wear down at the shield and then shoot you know this this is a little bit different so this this was a very positive change of face the
0: distorted are more fun once you and harder once there's more enemies thrown around with them Mm -hmm. because you do get that eventually where you're like Fuck, I don't know where this invisible one is and like people are like sniping at me and throwing grenades at me. Yeah. Like I don't want to get hit uh, and I should probably have the shotgun out for it. But I need to fire at these guys that are really far away from me too. Yeah. So I well. would recommend trying to get the like shield for just this enemy. But other than that, shield isn't that useful.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I was playing through this time just going, like just mm-hmm. doing the story missions um, but yeah, at this point in the game, last time I I had the um, the telekinetic powers that you can have at this point. So yeah. uh, the shield is definitely because especially at, at this point in the game too, like uh, they really do up the enemy count. Like mm-hmm. the combat areas, there's. Foot soldiers just shooting at you. There's like the there could be a tornado person in there, a grenade thrower, a sniper, and then like his clusters or his nests that
0: they say. Yeah, you run them and research. They're basically mm-hmm. just concentrated hiss resonance that uh, heal enemies. Yeah.
1: So if you don't take those out first, um, any enemy that you damage without killing gets their health back. So yeah. Uh, it it the game does a really good job of like adding more flare to the combat via enemy variety, mm-hmm. um, so or or just like sheer number of enemies. Yeah, which uh, is also another reason why the uh, possession um, ability comes in handy too, because you can weaken someone, possess yeah. them, and then take out a couple more.
0: And it can become interesting because you have to take out those like those health regen things, because you can only possess somebody whose health is low. Yeah. So if you try to like take over their health take over their mind like you can't because you have to kill the the uh the health thing and you can actually take over those like his balls the balls of resonance oh really so then it'll heal you oh
1: okay i was gonna say what is it damage your enemies no oh there's also one other enemy that we should just mention because you we we the player would have encountered them quite a a few times throughout the game but there's like these uh Floating enemies mm. that just like float right at you and explode. Yeah, and they, they kind just, of beeline.
0: They, yeah, they just make a noise at you mm-hmm. and then explode. And yeah. they can be hard because there there's usually a bunch of them. Yeah, when they go and attack a you, big pain And uh, and just because you kill them doesn't mean they're not gonna explode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, well, I think they explode no matter what. Yeah. So you could kill them. I mean, that's the nice thing is if you sort of lead them in a certain way and cluster them around around enemies you can shoot them and kill them and then they'll explode but they come at you so quick where like you could you're focusing on fighting an enemy and the next thing you know one of them is five they do
0: a lot of the they're really good at at being silent because once they get close to you they'll start to make their sound Mm -hmm. but uh, like or like once you know almost as if you notice them they'll start to make their sound but if you're not really paying attention to them they'll get behind you and you'll be like, oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, and like you said, they come like five at once. So yeah. if there's one, you try to dash away or run away and there's like two more right behind it and you're like, oh, fuck me. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah,
1: they can be real pain. They guys.
0: become fun once you get the ability to um, you get an ability to uh, pull enemies that are just weaker than you mm. just automatically. And then you can use those guys as yeah. explosives.
1: <laughs> another, another reason to get all the Combat things that you can get and upgrade. Side quests. Yeah, do all of the side quests. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, the uh, the end of this is like. You um. Going and, getting darling's key as he's talking about thresholds and stuff, which mm-hmm. we had covered earlier. Um and, Jesse, you had said this before, where she says like, I feel like this place. Uh, it makes me feel sane mm-hmm. she's like this is where I should be and it's like okay Jesse yeah. you're, <laughs> you're kind of weird but you know it's like Jesse you're not that weird <laughs> you're, she's got it figured out at least yeah. she knows what she wants she, you seem nice you seem like you want to trust people like yeah, I don't know I'd hang out with you Yeah. did you um cause at this point uh, when I was getting out of BlackRock processing I was like Okay, I'm running around. I wanted to talk about. Did you find the raised area? Because you have to cross it. Did you find the generator? Uh, the NSC. Did you find the NSC?
1: I'm sure I did, but I can't place it in my
0: head. So if you, f- if you go if you go to the very top, the generator that's in maintenance. If you go to the top, there's, like, some catwalks up there. Mm-hmm. And you can find a redacted note. And I was like, okay, what is this note? I was reading it, and they're like, efforts to bu- to contain, blah, 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 and a bunch of it was redacted. And I was like, okay, I don't know what... And then I got out of it, and it's literally on this table. And it says, on the table, it has, like... uh. Entity in chamber moving or whatever, and I was like, What? So, I, I, I like, and I remember seeing this before, but I hadn't like thought about it. I was like, Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started to just like look at it a little bit, and I was like, It looks like human in there. If you look at the, the, uh, the uh, I just lifted the camera up and was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> I had literally had a revelation. It says Northmore sarcophagus container. Do you know who Northmore is? No, I don't think he's so. He's the director before Trench. Oh, <laughs> it's li- it's Northmore with, and he's more in the DLC, um, but they do talk about him in the main game. Uh, he was the director before Trench. He actually had the floppy disk bound to him oh. before you. Okay, uh, and he was like hot shit. Like he was like, um, he was like uh, the guy who found. The FBC Mm -hmm. with uh, or the oldest the the oldest house with everybody like and he was like you know uh, like he got like cool special abilities and stuff and like he 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 was hot shit like he Mm -hmm. he he acted like a a jackass to everybody (laughs) Um, and eventually I guess um, I I haven't found that many uh, uh, notes about him this time but I I I think it's a lot in the DLC. Um, he, uh, I guess he, uh, he had to be contained. <laughs> so now he powers the entire FBC. Whoa. Because they literally, in that note, they're, like, talking about, like, we think this is th- that if we contain him, you know, he'll, ke- you know, keep powering the, uh, you know. They're, like, we have to have, uh, 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 like, efforts originally were, like, can we make the FBC... Nuclear powered? Can we run it off steam? Whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But you know, redacted has provided a, a sufficient source oh, of shit. power. It's Northmore is literally trapped forever, <laughs> at powering the FBC. So if, so he whatever happened to him, he had some
1: kind of ability that they were able to pull power from. Yeah, and now he he's just like
0: above your head. Like he's below you. So so possibly. what do you Oh you said you tilted the camera up? Right. Well I, I like I, I, I was like, what is this device? What who's who's inside of this? And then I, I tilted the camera up to look at like uh, to look at it more and then I read the words because it was way above. Right. And I was like, Oh shit. Whoa. Yeah. No, I, I didn't I didn't encounter that. I don't think in either playthrough I did. Yeah. I didn't experience that on the first playthrough. Oh. I, I I know I read that that note, but I didn't know what the fuck it was talking about because it was all redacted. And then I was like, uh, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. That, that's also that's cool. That's disturbing. That's disturbing, and it's interesting that they redacted all of it, too, because it's like... It's sitting right there. It's literally says, it literally says on it, Northmore sarcophagus container. Wow. I was like, you're not even hiding this. Why is this redacted? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's what makes it creepy, is it's like, if you don't know the context of that, you're just like, okay... Uh, and then there's all this redacted stuff, so it's like we got to keep this. Well, and I was like, I, it
0: like took me a minute. I was like, Northmore. I've heard Northmore before. Trench has talked about Northmore and in this playthrough, who is Northmore? And then I went to the weekend. I was like, oh, I I remember this guy. <laughs> what? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah I definitely need it to even, it even says sarcophagus I was like shit yeah <laughs> they aren't even hiding this dude is dead but, yeah. or not dead but he's just he's in there he's in there yeah
1: not grave not jail cell no I, I definitely want to this is the kind of game with, with that kind of shit where I want to like watch a video that breaks down everything mm-hmm. or read all the, the little implied things that are hidden or what people uh, have interpreted or in-
0: extrapolated yeah. on you know yeah but otherwise, this ending part's kind of kind of boring. Going to Blackrock. I mean, once you get to Blackrock, it's it's like cool. Cause mm-hmm. Blackrock processing. Can you describe it? Yeah, it's like a huge quarry.
1: It's uh, with Blackrock everywhere.
0: What is? What else does it look like?
1: Oh yeah. So you you go in. And, like they've already established that it's like another dimension you walk in and there's a huge night sky yeah above you so like obviously you're in like the basement of um, the FBC building and you look up and just to, to be like out in the night air it's like whoa this is crazy um, it's also
0: uh, there's apparently a city which I tried to look for and couldn't hmm. find because you can read a note that says like people you know we we had people staying down here for too long and they and we came back to get them and they were just staring off at the city. Huh. So,
1: I I, I don't know if I caught that note, but yeah. yeah, it's just like the implications of it are really... I mean, there I, I find a note that was like, um, they're like, we're going through diamond chainsaws mm-hmm. like it's nothing, you know, like we need double that order of diamond chainsaws because... Uh, these This stuff is, like, extremely difficult to, to mine. Yeah. And they even said, like, the dimensions that research wants is ridiculous mean to, like, whittle them down so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool to be like, this is an extremely durable material.
0: Yeah, but you basically just blow up a hole. Yeah. And then you don't even have to, like, carry anything back. You just, like, go back to Marshall. Well,
1: it's actually, I mean, I, I just want to say, too, like, it, it's you're running around like on black rock like it's it's a huge like imagine the grand canyon but made of like
0: i mean it's not that big
1: but i mean as far as like what you're standing in it's mm-hmm. like a it's like a big canyon a big mine um just filled with all this stuff
0: black uh, so rock like, is like it it looks like um it almost looks like uh Oh, I, I would know what it. It looks like... Do you remember what my countertop looked like at my house? <laughs> yeah, it looks like or granite, like, kind of. Yeah, it's like black, like speckle, white speckled rock.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, it looks cool. And when you walk, um, Jesse's feet make really satisfying, like, click-clocks on the... Yeah. Uh,
0: it does sound like a click-clock. Mm-hmm. Uh...
1: But uh, yeah, sorry. I just I just think it's a cool visual. Like it's different from any cool. part, part of the game. I, so. I
0: I guess I'm just like uh, th- we are going kind of long, and also I'm just like man, this this not much happens here. Yeah, you're no, kind of just going through the motions. Well, that's
1: I mean that's that's the point of this part. I think is like they want you to take in the environment. It's not like mm-hmm. a lot of plot, um, you know. So you know it's it's like fun to run around. There's like floating black rock that you can jump onto. Uh, to explore certain areas. There's also, like, uh,
0: like, um, stuff, like, uh, like, um, conveyor, uh, not conveyors, like, uh, platforms, like, that are going overhead. Oh, sure, yeah, like, uh. Like machinery that's, like, taking stuff from one end to another. Yeah, other. like, like, cranes, like, lifting shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only part that's working is like, there's like a, almost like a ski lift, like thing yeah. going, but other than that... There's gotta be a word for like that, I don't know what that is. I don't that remember what that is, what I was... Like. It,
1: it's a construction site, you know? Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's different from any other part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so you get to this wall of Blackrock, and uh, you mentioned
0: earlier that you blow it up, right? Yeah. Why do you need to blow it up? Because you gotta get Blackrock for Marshall. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: And I, I think they even say, like, there's some um, note or something where they're like, yeah, we're going to try to blow it up instead of, like, mining it. So the implication is, like, before the Hiss took over, um, they were already, like, setting up for a demolition here, so you just kind of ignited.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you walk out, and you go back to Marshall, and you go, I got you your Blackrock. Now tell me about Dylan. She's like Dylan was known as candidate P six, who is known as the next uh, candidate for the next director, and uh, and I got a you know, you you got you should go see him at the Panopticon. Excuse and uh, me, I just yawned. That was where we ended. Yeah,
1: uh, I like the word Panopticon.
0: Well oh, you uh, I think she calls it containment. Right, but it's, it's in the Panopticon, mm-hmm. which is which is cool.
1: I will say the first time I played through this game on my own, I got through the next mission, and that's as far as I got. So this is about as far as I've seen in the game.
0: It is cool, like the little like once you get in, once she's like telling you about containment, um, uh, you get like a little the little like intros that you always get for each mission, and this one is like really creepy because eventually like there's like blood all over the wall mm-hmm. and it's like uh it's just like backwards it says Jesse I mm-hmm. think it's backwards um and uh you're like what the fuck happened
1: yeah and and it's it's uh tense as well because this is what Jesse's here for like she's here to rescue her brother mm-hmm. so you know it's, it's like okay the story is coming to a head like what where is this gonna go mm-hmm Cause yeah, at this point too, you're you're I wouldn't say you're used to the FBC, but like you know what they're what the the gimmick of like a government uh, paranormal investigations wing uh, is is like cemented at this point. So that it's a good spot to bring in like let's actually try to advance the the literal plot instead of just exploring this unique kind of environment.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna end it here. Uh, I think. I would like to beat the game for the next round, but I don't know if if that's going to be super long, because we're already going for three hours.
1: Uh, I I think we can definitely beat the game next round, and if we want, maybe we could touch on some of our favorite side missions, too. Sure.
0: Because I think like, uh, there's not much left. There's only five missions left. This game actually ends pretty abruptly. Um, that's what I've heard. But, uh... Um maybe we can talk about that and then actually like more sum up the game cuz it's there's not much left um but there is there are some neat highlights with the side quests but maybe we won't try to talk as as much about that since we're mostly there with like the plot and stuff and whatever so um yeah that's that's control part 1 for right now yeah we're going to probably end it here i guess that's the plan we're gonna focus on that just make that the next thing is just beat it yeah because i uh, i do know it's 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 like it is like 20 hours or like 25 to like do everything i'll probably do everything but i don't know if you will
1: i'll do as much as i feel compelled to do
0: yeah it's a good game though, but, so you should do everything.
1: But no, it is a good game. Uh, I mean, I was playing it on my own before um, we wanted to record this discussion. Uh, if, so if, if I if I didn't have like any sort of like I need to finish this game by this certain date, then I definitely probably would go back and do all the side missions because those are like their own little fun stories. But uh, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, this you got to see the the fridge
1: the fridge i did that one in my first the fridge is great. we'll save that for next time yeah but yeah that was a really fun yeah a really fun mission
0: i do want to talk about the fridge the fridge is great
1: yeah I, that was like the one that i remembered the most yeah
0: <laughs> um anyway uh i don't have anything in promote this week um do you have anything to promote this week
1: oh uh, yeah i do um you know I, I host a different podcast with my cousin called unprofessional opinions and we talk about movies so yeah it's it's similar to this
0: is it uh where's it at
1: oh it's on all the usual podcast places spotify apple podcasts i
0: think um nice so yeah if if anyone's listening to this and they want to get more of ryan in your ears if you want more of me yammering about crap
1: my cousin and i yammer about movies is it as long as this one no they usually go for about an hour
0: Nice. So, yeah. Oh man. Yeah.
1: So it's not as uh, not as droning as this, but yeah, you can check Drone. out unprofessional opinions if you want.
0: Yeah. Uh, check out that. Uh, uh you can read my blog at Iron uh that what 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 was it? <laughs> Ironheart 1183tumblrcom Yeah. Uh, and then follow the podcast at uh podcast underscore pixels I think pixels podcast underscore pixels yeah it's podcast underscore pixels at uh on twitter at twitter.com at twitter.com slash twitter um I don't yeah podcast I couldn't remember if it was if it was plural or not anyway Mm -hmm. um and uh you can hire to hire me at uh hire dot hire dot com anyway no, uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at IronHeart1183, where I tweet about nonsense. Yeah. Um, and uh, email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Still haven't gotten any fucking new emails since Jeff and Brent. That's Infinite Pixels podcast at gmail.com. I don't know how much more we can give you a fucking hint other than that. Send
1: us one-word reviews of the game Control. Yes. And that's it.
0: And we'll read them on the podcast.
1: Give me a one-word summary of this episode.
0: Give me a one-word summary of Ryan's voice.
1: No, I'm telling you, Jordan. Give me a one-word summary of this episode. I can
0: do that next time. No, do it now. Uh, Good.
1: Okay, that's acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Those two words you said... uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, uh is not a word, so I'm not going to
0: count that. Oh, okay. Is uh in the dictionary? I have no idea.
1: Would we'll find out next
0: I, time. Would it count in, in Scrabble? We'll find out next time. I would not count
1: uh in Scrabble, but I don't know.
0: Mm, okay. Maybe well, someone would. We'll judge you based on that uh, during the break yeah, uh, for two weeks. Thank you for
1: listening to Infinite Scrabble. And uh here you're ready for more Scrabbles, Scrabble chat... It?
0: Is it different? We should do Words with Friends. As again, no, we're not doing Words And then with we'll friends. do Bejeweled after that. Bejeweled I would legitimately talk about, though.
1: Okay. Uh, I didn't know you were a freak.
0: but uh, Bejeweled is a great game. You can shut
1: your face. Then we'll, after we do Bejeweled, we'll do Flappy Bird. I guess there is a lot to say about Flappy Bird, actually. And Bejeweled. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Those, those games are pillars of, of the mobile market.
0: Uh, Before the mobile market, Bejeweled was popular on the computer.
1: That's true.
0: Anyway, uh, we'll catch you later. Have a good week. Have a good week. Bye. Uh, Did you show them? I thought you meant flight simulator, and I'm like, you don't have flight simulator, do you? That,
1: that is a dad game.
0: It is on Game Pass because it's owned by Microsoft,
1: right? No, I showed him flight um, control, which is like yellow planes coming in. You have to click them on the iPad.
0: Oh.
1: The yellow runway, that helicopter—they all come in at different speeds. Because he wouldn't leave me alone on a flight. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, play this game. I was like, leave me alone. I was like, what is it?
0: <laughs> it's like Jerry's game from Rick and Morty.
1: It it was just like that, where he just taps balloons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then it got my dad would play it every night for like an hour. He he, like I played that game uh, a good amount, and I I only got to like whatever like twenty planes. He was like, yeah, my record's like three hundred and fifty planes landed. And I was like, oh my god, dad.
0: Is that like, you know, you may do you get like lives in
1: that? No, you just go until the plane two planes collide. So you can like draw a little route for them so you can like route all your yellow planes a certain way um okay it's a very basic ipad game
0: yeah but i don't even i don't even play any games on my ipad i'm just using it to read yeah i don't i don't don't do that either i used to play a ton of games on my phone but there's no there's no way really right now to go back and play the stuff that i want that i would want to like I would, uh, I would want to go back and play. it. Did you ever play Tilt to Live? Tilt to Live. Yeah, no. that's probably my favorite iPhone game of all time.
1: Mm.
0: It was a game where you use the gyroscope to, uh, um, to uh, move, and you were a little like arrow, mm. um, and you fought like different, uh, different creatures. It was like a Geometry Wars oh, type okay. game. And uh, it was really cool because you would unlock different upgrades. The more like achievements you would get, um, and um, I just remember playing that for like hours and <clears throat> hours and hours and hours. Like especially in high school. But now uh, the problem with uh, iPhone games is a lot of with especially with like game preservationists talking about them is that like. Once they get upgraded, the iPhone gets upgraded enough. You can't play them anymore. Right. right. Like you can't play. It. There's a dead, a full dead space, like Canon Dead Space game on the iPhone, that is just un- unplayable.
1: I, I remember seeing someone having another iPhone in high school. And That's
0: thought, good. It might have been me because I had it. <laughs>
1: it was not you. It was someone okay. else. But I, I don't doubt that you
0: had it. And it was like five bucks, and it was like a, like a good, like six hour long. Yeah. game.
1: It had like full 3D graphics too, mm-hmm. um, which was impressive back then Yeah, for an iPhone game.
0: That was so weird, like all these companies back in the day were just making iPhone games. There was a Mass Effect one that ties into Mass Effect 2. You know the weird thing about that is they incorporated like uh, you know uh, the, the big thing with Mass Effect being that they were like, oh we got a carry over save file mm-hmm. and you could carry over the data data from that shitty iPhone game and it would lead to like two extra lines oh, wow. from one from uh, these two characters did you do that? I did I couldn't tell whether or not it was it had worked but I think people have like have recorded it so I think it does hmm. but it's very weird
1: did you think that it would added to the experience?
0: yes it's essential that's like wow. the, you know we talked about Kingdom Hearts last time. I was going to say essential yeah. to play the the what was it Mass Effect Two. Legacy or whatever. I don't remember. It's a, one where you play as Jacob. You oh, play that yeah. was the first game that Jacob was introduced. Was, you did tell me about It was that. the shitty iPhone game.
1: Yeah, well, this is the second time in a row that we brought up shitty iPhone games mm-hmm. for our big gaming franchises. Uh, do you want a pillow, by the way? No. All right, I'm going to hog all these pillows. Good for you. Thank you. Is this lighting okay?
0: Yeah, it's fine. Cool. I feel like uh, we're going to get in a bath.
1: <laughs> I mean, we can